This is Bottom of the Bill. Happy Halloween and welcome to another edition of Bottom of the Bill. For those of you uh, who are just listening, uh, I am wearing my unicorn costume right now. Uh, you can check it out on my Instagram. I made a pretty dope post, so you can uh, you know, tell me what you think about it. Anyways, for those of you uh, not listening, you may notice I am not in the studio right now. Um, I took some time to come out to LA for a couple weeks and just uh, check the scene out a little bit, which has been going awesome. Got to hang out with my good friend Joe Marcinek last week. Um, for a, he just happened to be in town at the same time that I was, so that was awesome. Shout out to Joe, fantastic guitar player and writer, and always been really cool. Uh, to me and allowing me to jam with him and stuff over the years so he's an awesome guy it was great to catch up with him and then on Wednesday I went to this place called Tiny Room uh, Jams it's like a studio and they they open up to like, a, like an improv jam thing every Monday and Wednesday so I got to meet a bunch of fantastic musicians there which is really cool and then I got to catch up with our friend of the podcast Jose uh, who's now living out in LA, but the time he did the podcast, which you should go check it out uh, with him and Liston, it was hilarious. Um, they were living in Jack's at the time. So anyways, it was cool to catch up with them. I got to play a little bit and meet some really cool people. Uh, the the vibe was amazing. Everyone was just super, uh, felt like family almost, you know, super supportive and on top of everyone just being really talented. So it was um, cool to see and definitely inspiring in a lot of ways. Uh, definitely came on and practiced for a while after that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I'm going to be out here for another uh, week or so. I'll be back on, uh, I think, the third or the fourth one of those days. I got to check my calendar. Anyways, it's been an awesome time. Uh, so uh, this week on the podcast, we have Lifted Riffs. We have Ben and Dorian. Uh, really cool guys. They're a punk band coming out of Jacksonville. Uh, really cool music. Their single Green is out right now. You can find it on all platforms. I believe they're releasing another one in November coming up. So make sure you check out for that. They're um, really community community oriented. Uh, really dig the energy these guys are bringing. They're super positive. I think they're in it for the right reasons. Uh, and it's always fun for us to get to sit down and talk to the next crop of musicians, especially in different scenes because. Um, there's so much happening in Jacksonville, uh, different ecosystems within the, the music scene that I'm not always, we're not always uh, aware of because we just don't go see those kind of shows or we're just not involved in that world. So it's cool to see guys like Ben and Dorian come on the show and talk about what's going on in their scenes and enlighten us as what's happening as well. And, you know, all of our listeners, because I think it's important that we know and we support and we talk about what's going on in Jacksonville. It's, it's a great scene. So. Uh, before we get to all of that, just as usual, we have merchandise for sale. We have a description below, and we also have a show that I want to promote on November 14th. I'm playing at Jack Rabbits with Baked Shrimp, which is a band out of Long Island. They are super dope, awesome jam band. Um, and we have Brandon Howell playing drums with me, Kevin Ramos playing bass, and then we have Aaron Thorla on keys. So it's going to be a really fun show. We've got a great set list stuff that I've not been able to play before. Um, so it's gonna be fun, different, challenging. I'm excited about it, it's inspiring to play with these guys because they're all super talented and a lot of fun. So um, link for the tickets are gonna be in the description, so make sure you get those um, while you still can. And uh, yeah, enjoy the episode, guys. Thanks.
Peace. This is Bottom of the Bill. Not a whole lot. It's Monday morning, so I'm just kind of like trying to snap myself into the week a little bit, you know? It's It's like people talk about musicians, like not uh, having regular work weeks and stuff, but I've gotten to a point now where I have to give myself a regular work week, otherwise my life goes into disarray. Yeah, I'm still recovering from the last two shows, (laughs) for being honest. It's, it's, oh my God. So where'd you guys play? Oh, we played at, uh, I played at Shantytown, uh, what was it, yesterday or was it the day before that? I Saturday. still can't remember the days now. I've, I've lost all track of days <laughs> at this point. Um, and we did a battle of the bands, and then the day before that, we did Punk Nights at Jackrabbits. Yeah. And that was, oh, that took all of my energy. It's that phenomenal. took all of it. So It's really cool. So I've been sleeping the last, like, 24 hours. <laughs> I <laughs> feel that, bro. <laughs> so uh, Lifted Riffs, I like the name, by the way. Yeah. It's, uh, so can... You tell me a little bit about it because I have an idea of what it means, but I don't want to. J- yeah, just tell me yeah. what it means. It's um, gonna be him. It's gonna be him. It was something we came with with uh, a couple years ago. It was uh, me and my friend uh, Anthony, and I always loved the show F is for Family okay. on Netflix and yeah. uh, Bill Burr. Yeah. Such an amazing uh, casting and and the way they bring that show to life was amazing. It's got nostalgia and everything with it, and in that show they poke fun at Led Zeppelin with lifted riffs it's like a joke band uh and they have like lick my pickle was one of their songs and Mm -hmm. stuff so it was like i heard that band name and i was like i think it could be an actual band name if we really incorporated it and tried to make that happen and i guess i was the the one to do that because i kind of just flew with it but lifted riffs actually is a a term coined against Led Zeppelin for stealing okay, other people's songs. Yeah, that's why I figured it was. Lifting okay. riffs right. was the terminology for it. But when they had lifted riffs on there, I was just like, I could do this. Like, this is it's a cool name. Yeah, it's a great name. And it also is kind of true of music in general, where there's not really any original ideas exactly. after a while. Um, so it kind of makes sense. Yeah, sooner or later, it's just like... and and And... We at least don't like sample music. I, no, I'm, no. I'm sorry, I still can't. I'm, not, I'm not hip on that yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we're going to cover something, we'll cover it. But the whole sampling thing, I just... Uh, sometimes it pays homage, but sometimes it, it doesn't. But I just I love what we do because the ironic thing is we do original music. But we do the covers too, so I guess that kind of incorporates us into being lifted riffs a little more, which... We've gotten so much flack for being just a yeah, just a playing cover co- band. yeah, just for playing like certain covers and just being a cover uh, band half the time. Like people are definitely hey, uh, but if but if we're good enough to be a cover band, we're at least somewhere, you know, like in that regard of people. But I think the original music is really about to kick off, and I can't wait to get the rest of it out. I'm excited. Well, have you guys released anything yet? Yeah, we released uh, Green last Friday at Punk Nights was our release party yep. for it. Which okay. That was an awesome turnout. Dude, oh, that was yeah, such a that good was, show. I got to say, it was probably one of our best shows yeah. we've ever done. Like, just the energy, like, everyone in the crowd was just was loving it the whole time. There wasn't, like, a dull moment so cool. the entire set. That's Even, awesome. like, with the DJ before and after. Yeah, it was well, they, Chris, and, uh, Chris and Cody were oh, doing yeah. Metal Nights, and uh, Punk Nights was hosting for Jackrabbits, and they let us come on and do a set, and we ended up, like, an hour strong of just, like, Blink and Local H and just some awesome covers, some awesome bands. Uh, we did the new Blink song too one more time. That yeah, was, oh, 
flashlights. It was emotional. Nice. It was really cool. Yeah. Was, Topped off my kit for it and everything. It was yeah. Very <laughs> he <special>. sang. Yeah. <laughs> he started singing too. Now that Travis sings, I guess you got to one up. Everything. I got to do like all three vocals at the end <laughs> of it to like make sure everyone everyone gets it. Like, okay, he's in it too. Okay. It's, yeah. It's awesome, man. It's been fun. Yeah. So when did you decide that you wanted to kind of start writing your own stuff? Has this been something? Was this kind of like the like the whole reason for starting the band or did you just want to like play other people's tunes and then just got inspired to write? No, I wanted to start an original band, but from a marketing or salesman point of view, I realized I had to get my feet in as many doors as possible. And to do that, you have to be versatile and vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And I took what I loved, which was the music I had and got in the door. And then I said, Hey, I have something like green. Green was the first one we wrote. And when that came about, I was like, man, it, it fits into those covers so well. And I was like, some people thought that that was a cover itself. Oh, that's great. And even uh, Ryan Turk, we recorded Warehouse Studios. He thought all of them were covers except for uh, Play Some Nirvana. I think that was the last one we did. Yeah, right? well, yeah when he heard that one, he was like, all right, that one's got to be an original. He's yeah. like, oh, the other's got to be yeah. covers, though. I'm like, no, he's like, no, they're covers. <laughs> no. To go in there and to have the producer be like, man, these are original songs. Like, we don't need copyright licensing. And we were like, yeah, we're saving money. <laughs> like, it's, it's, a cool, it's a cool thing to be able to, to actually have that now because 11 months into actually performing and being a band, it's, it's been a a long ride in 11 months it's, it's i mean amazing. to be fair out of the 11 months i've only been in it for about three, yeah dorian so it's, it's a brand new uh brand new journey for me over here i'm just kind of getting used to the, the area if i'm being honest i just you, moved here like uh, let's see back June. in march so from where uh from louisville louisville kentucky oh okay. and uh, i was i've been living there for a long time and i finally moved down here and like getting used to like the beach life and just getting used <laughs> to everyone like i love it Everything's so crazy down here. Like I didn't realize. Like it's it's such a different lifestyle. Like, and, <laughs> so but like for the good, for, for like good and bad reasons. Like I say that like on the news for bad reasons. Time. I mean like almost seeing people like naked on the beach at nine p.m. thinking they can get away with it when they don't see you or you know. So funny. the good parts when I'm able to you know actually sit on the beach during the day and there's not like maybe five people there. You know, it's it's some good stuff most of the time. But um, I'm just I'm just getting used to the area. And then with Ben, we've been traveling around, going to, like all these different venues. So now I'm like. Okay, no, I've been here because I know I've played at this spot over here. I know where I'm at. Like it's <laughs> starting all kind of piece together. So you were playing in bands in in Louisville. And yeah, yeah, I was playing in bands in Louisville for for a couple of years before I moved down here. Yeah. Okay, and you guys toured around and stuff. Uh, I toured with one band, uh, Dusty Bone the Contraband. Shout out to them. And uh, the other two bands, we didn't get to go on tour, but we did. We, I guess we did record one record with the other band, and then the first band an EP. So I mean, I was. I was around, but not a whole lot of like touring. Just one tour for like three weeks, and that was, that was really about it. Okay, yeah. and, and what kind of music was that? Uh, that was like, I guess I would call that like southern rock, like alternative rock for the most part. He okay. had a very like twangy tone, but it was good. Cool. Yeah. And what's your background, Ben? Are you from Jax? Yeah, I am. Well, Orange Park, so pretty much a town <laughs> of Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, born and raised. Whole life is just is music. My. Uh, my dad and my mom both grew up on like Leonard Skinner, 38 Special, Almond Brothers. And that all came from, I, I grew up playing at Ronnie Van Zant Park. So to have that kind of background to set a foundation of like, okay, those are my blue scales. And those are my, like, that's where I should go to as far as like my home for my family. But once I found that like 90s 
grunge, everything kind of just changed. My mom was a big Bee Gees and Motley Crue fan too. So, and Def Leppard, wow. that was always a big one yeah. too. All to, oh, totally opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Bee Gees so it was like, like yeah. The, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bee Gees to Motley Crue is like, you hear uh, <laughs> anything come on from them, it's just, uh, it's, it's great. And like the dirt and stuff, that was super inspiring. So, all that stuff kind of incorporated into lifted riffs. And once I started writing music, I started going solo. So I started doing solo shows and uh, doing covers. And I actually worked with a uh, Christian hip hop artist, young Drew, uh, Andrew Estep. He's the one that kind of pushed me into, I guess, being comfortable on stage as a guitarist alone. But then I started, I guess, performing. I performed at like Whitey's fish camp and like doing open mics yeah. and like places I'd, probably don't belong but i <laughs> i played my punk and my my emo stuff and it just kind of something worked out in the way where i was able to grow and figure out what i loved and whew, that was nirvana and blink 182 i'm sorry that was the that was the two that really set it for me and i was like that's what i want i want something that's like a splash of nevermind a little bit of Enema of the State and maybe like a little boxcar racer for that. Like, Yeah, I've been trying to incorporate more boxcar yeah. racers into our set. Like and it's, that's, been, it's been a hassle. I love it, man. And they're all back and touring and it, it really inspires people like us, like kids like us, punks like us to do what we love to do, but to also be able to to ground ourselves to something. And I think for me, that was always... That was Blink. Once I found that, it, it, nothing else could do that. And once we kind of incorporated that into what we did and the music we wrote and how we kind of looked at what we did, especially with them breaking up, coming back together, sickness, yeah, that was, that was sickness plane yeah. crash, from, from all of that, they're back together. It, it, it made us a little bit stronger on our own, saying that, hey, let's do this right the first time. Let's try to do it. You know, we're not always going to get it right but if we really shoot and strive for that greatness from the first time out whether it's making t-shirts on our own or whether it's uh writing music that people think are still cover songs like i anything to just get our name out there to say hey we're here and to be in the book at all is especially here in jacksonville it's amazing yeah it's so cool what is it about blink 182 that you think you resonated with um, aside from like the history of the band and then also like what elements of their music do you think you're incorporating into, into what you guys do? Oh, I uh, was, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I've already got my straight yeah. I mean, with Travis, Travis is like definitely in my top 10. Okay. Like, if I had to think of like top five, I think, ah, see, it sucks. Cause I don't think I'd say I put him in my top five, but he's definitely like number seven, number six, but close to that list the reason why i put him there is because like he's just so technical that's just the stuff he does like i don't see other drummers like do that like once he started doing that i started seeing other drummers try and like Maybe copy it and try and like start doing stuff over their heads <laughs> and all this crazy stuff i'm like all right he started a generation of that and it's it's not only that he doesn't just like do just like fake hits like he can actually play everything he plays and it's it's like inspiring like it's something that i've always strived to like be as good as and it's I mean, for Travis, I mean, that dude is, that dude's a monster. So definitely his <laughs> playing, his playing definitely uh, does a lot for my like uh, career and just trying to do better, you know? Yeah, for yeah. sure. I could definitely see that. He's, he's very, um, 
unique in the sense that oh, like yeah. he's such an assertive player while also being very performative. Yeah. And uh he's like tricky too. Like, oh, I saw him in he, July. He was, he was uh, phenomenal. Yeah. Oh my God, that it's whole amazing. that whole show is phenomenal. And then he's also like a hip hop producer and like, you know, yeah. has just he's just so so well versed in many different things. He's so. just well respected, I feel like in every genre almost because like everyone knows he him so be. well. And it's like <laughs> oh, you have Travis on the track? Okay, that's probably gonna that's be good. Gonna like that's what great. usually a lot of people <laughs> think when they hear that. Yeah, for okay. sure. For sure. And what about for you, Ben, as far as like Blink-182 and like the influence in your writing and everything? I would I would say it started for me with um, with Enema of the State. I think that was the most like mainstream one that really bled into my kind of sheltered life <laughs> of that like more 70s, 80s, 90s um, that really popped to me. Kind of like the same way like Nirvana did when I was saying earlier. But when I heard Blink, it was just kind of like, what they were writing about, how they were writing about it, how they were going about writing about it. And shout out to obviously Mark Hoppus and, and Tom DeLonge for being some of the best lyricists, I mean, out there. Mark Hoppus for sure. I, I, never, I never appreciated him as much. I always thought it was Tom. Yeah, I thought Mark Tom, apparently wrote a lot more of those songs oh, he than did. you think. He'd 100%. give a lot more credit. Like, yeah. I, I, I always thought it was Tom because in my role, I had to be that for my band there was no mark hoppus to kind of like write and come up with licks and come up with riffs and stuff like that so i always thought it was tom but when i saw that mark did it too i had to take a step back and say wow so two people came together like glue and there was just this magic and it didn't matter if they even on uh they joke about it with take off your pants and jacket that their production team and the producers didn't see a hit they just saw like small scale songs they went home that night and wrote rock show and first date and came back and those two songs will be in time they will last the they will last time forever i don't see how they can't man all the times we've had to practice first date yeah it's, like, dead in my mind at this it's point. just <laughs> the way <laughs> they is. write the uh they not only the joy they bring to their writing but even with the i guess post hardcore whatever style to it i'm trying to think of the more edgy sense of how they write their i mean stuff. uh they didn't not, do it till later but definitely pop punk and definitely the, and pop the style sensings around it uh, i would just, say the way mark wrote darker lyrics really changed and grew on yeah. me as well because that allowed him to be versatile without tom and then tom did boxcar so when they came back together from plus 44 and boxcar to that i mean yeah, then they wrote Neighborhoods and did that whole thing, and that was a completely, like, different change of sound. And yeah. It was, like, yeah. But there's still some uh, really good stuff. Up All Night is definitely my favorite on that one. Um, the, the fact that they can do all of these things, write about this stuff. They were just kids. Like, in my heart, I, I know I'm 25, but... I'm 22. So I'm just a kid. Got, you know, like, <laughs> I know Simple Plan said that like, best. I'm just a kid. Life is a nightmare. But it really is. Like, it's true, man. Like, to be in that and to be doing this... There's nothing else that I'd rather write about or or style anything after than those those bands like that. Like Simple Plan, Blink, Sum 41, Newfound Glory, Bowling for Soup. Shout out to Jarrett Reddick. He just followed us oh, on nice. Instagram, which yep. I uh, I cried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we were on stage and I was like crouching down to like give him yeah. because he wouldn't be able to stay in there. That was crazy. Him and uh, Jeremy Popoff from uh, Lit Band. That was, uh, that was amazing, dude. Hell yeah. So to have any ties to anything and to be in this topic at all is it's inspiring it's it's what keeps me moving it keeps me writing it keeps me 
in the studio booking shows. We just booked three more shows. Um, it's, it's incredible to be a part of this and to be doing this. Hell yeah, man. Are you guys um, booking like stuff out of town yet or just mostly in town? Yeah, we just booked uh, a show in Gainesville, October 25th. We're doing uh, Lit at Downtown. We're doing a, like a punk emo night out there. So we're getting our feet into Gainesville. Um, we've played in St. Augustine several times from No Name Bar to uh, Sarbez or Nobbies. We played several times. Yeah. Um, Sarbez being our first show together. Yeah. Me as the, me as the June 24th. That was, that was, that was the first one. That's a fun spot. We played this. actually a really good spot. Their food's really good too. Uh, yeah, yeah, I love the sandwiches. Cheese. Cheeses, yeah. <laughs> we used to do some of the after parties there for the amphitheater. Oh, nice. And yeah. it was like, and it was fun because those were like guaranteed packed at, like packed houses. Yep. So like you make a nice fat check at the end of the night, yeah. and then like you're getting to play for a bunch of people that are like super into what you're doing. It's amazing. Oh, yeah, we had we had a good crowd. I remember when we played that show. It was yeah, really good. Were you what, uh, what what were you guys? It was just like a one off show type of thing, or was it like an after party attached to it, or like what what was the whole it was thing? It's just uh, it was a one off yeah, show just, yeah, with um, real men. Uh, at Real Men Band and uh, Talk, Talk a Lot. Talk, we played with Talk okay. a Lot at Shantytown too a couple days ago. And Such they, an amazing, oh God, young, talented band. I mean, they are c- truly incredible. The original stuff is grungy and hard, and but that punk aspect is there, and they're just growing consistently, and it's it's a beautiful yeah, thing to see. Yeah, Cam, that. the drummer from Talk a Lot, yeah. he's phenomenal. That guy, that guy is phenomenal. He's Braden, going Jude, and Cam, and then we yeah. got uh, Last Resort. We played with them too. Uh, we saw you had Parks and Raz on too. I mean, there's, yeah, there's shout out to them. some yep. amazing bands in this town, dude. And yeah. that's what's here right now. That's not what already has came through. I mean, from Limp Bizkit to Shine Down to Red Jumpsuit. Yellow Card. Yeah. Whole, whole deal. A masquerade of amazing bands, amazing riffs. Shout out to Lifted Riffs. <laughs> Hopefully we can set up s- ourselves above that. But uh to even be a band in Jacksonville at all under that umbrella is amazing. Uh, it's, it's incredible. That's awesome, man. What is, so, okay. I didn't come up in that scene like at all, like the punk worlds. It's, it's totally foreign to me. Yeah. So, th- but that being said, it's, it's a world that I find fascinating mm-hmm. because it operates so differently it's than cool. like the jam band or like, you know, the jazz and funk stuff yeah. that we kind of, have been you know just operating in for for however long i know what that jam band scene's like man it gets real <laughs> funky real quick it's, yeah it's in 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 every 20 sense minutes of the, the air word. starts smelling a little uh you know, a little, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 just <say> more. <laughs> all right guys this episode's brought to you by best buds cbd store if you're like me maybe thc isn't always the right high for you or maybe the legal status of thc has you a bit hesitant to indulge so at best buds cbd store they have an array of cbd and delta 8 thc products these guys truly care about their service, so everything is meticulously sourced and prepared to deliver a top-notch product and experience. If you head to their website, you'll find all kinds of educational information regarding Delta THC and CBD, uh, not to mention if you use promo code BOTBPOD, that's B-O-T-B-POD, you'll save 10% on your order. This is not a one-time deal. If you use promo code BOTBPOD, Every time you place an order with Best Buds, it will give you 10% off. That's in perpetuity forever. So head over to bestbudscbdstore.com and start saving on all of your CBD and Delta A products. Enjoy, guys. So 
I want to kind of dive into what the ecosystem of the punk world kind of looks like. First off, and this is, I know that this is like a shitty question to ask because it's <laughs> so generic, but I'm going to go ahead and ask because I feel like we can dive into a good conversation on it. To be a punk in 2023 and to operate in that world, what does that mean? Because oh. the music varies, right? It's easy. It's just the freedom do to not do what you, that yeah. is that is what that <laughs> means. That it's is. just the freedom to do what you love. Dude, that to me is the most punk thing you can do cuz the world traditionally sets you against that. They want you to work. They want you to do 9 to 5. They want you to make other people money, not yourself. They want right. you to make 1% to the 100%. You know, and that's like we can't be like that. So to me that's the most punk thing ever is to just figure out what is actually in here and what you are actually made of and do that. And it won't be the same thing. I, I, I've been to several different <laughs> aspects of my life, but I went from, uh, from art, painting and drawing, Florida School of the Arts to, to music. So it's like, it's in the same field, but it's a completely different aspect of work. But both of them allowed me to do what I love and to make my own schedule to be able to spend time with my family, my friends, my band, my my community, which now is it's growing so fast. I mean, it's it's amazing. I that's to me that's everything. Anybody that wants to do what they love, just do it. Just do it, and it won't work out at first. I mean, I wish I could to just say hey it's gonna work the first time you do it, it's gonna be magical it's gonna be amazing yeah you're not gonna have to fail a hundred times and, and make no pain and, and embarrass yourself in front of a couple of different <laughs> yeah. people every different weekend those I promise free it's shows are starting to <laughs> hurt man <laughs> i can't do any more of those but um <laughs> but to be at that point but you have to be vulnerable enough and and accountable and responsible and have the discipline enough to do those free shows or to do those free hey follow me just just code I see and people say cold call, but just messaging, hey, please follow my band. We could we could use your support. We love we love the punk community. We love you guys. Please follow us. Like anything that you can just, just leech yourself onto. Like you have to be able to be able to be able to have the freedom to do what you love. You have to have the vulnerability to say, Hey, I'm here. I want to do this. I don't know how exactly, but I'm gonna figure it out. And I'm going to start right here, right now. I mean, there's no better time than the present. And to me, that's punk from no effects to uh, blink. That's I will I will just reiterate, just do not comply. That's yeah, that's like, that's my whole statement. I don't think I have uh, like a like a hypothesis <laughs> of like why what you should be like. Just be cool. Don't be don't be rude to people that aren't you and just do not comply. There you go. Yeah, you can right. be rude that's to yourself. Stick. Don't be rude to yourself. Don't be rude to people <laughs> that aren't you and don't live your same lifestyle. And, and we're all cool. And that's it. Just be yourself, man. Be yourself. Do what you love. And do it good. Oh, and if you see someone fall down the pit, you better pick them back up or you're not punk. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that was like second rule. Sorry. Family. <laughs> it's Fast and Furious right there. Now it's what? family. Now, what if somebody wants to say, I don't want to comply with what you just said about being in the pit? See, unfortunately, the pit is a part of that lifestyle. And if you haven't been in a pit, I feel like I can't. I yeah. Like I, can't. I feel like it's I feel like I to not pick somebody up. If you weren't at least standing at least three feet from the pit or at <laughs> yeah. least you're not in the pit, like there's, I, I can't. Like you need to know what that's like to yeah. know what that lifestyle is. Like that, that pit is, 
is like the heart and the core of us. Like if I've, I know someone in that in that life has been elbowed in their chin yeah. by someone in the pit, and that's that's a lifestyle that is yeah. that happens to everybody. That's they, happened to me. They, <laughs> always, yeah. they go right back to it, but and I fell down. and They picked me up. So I mean, yeah. I think I think they should. I think if it's punk to do it, if you don't pick somebody up, it's just rude. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the that's day, just, <laughs> at the end of the day, what it boils down to is like you you know that you're all in this together type thing. Yeah. Like we're here, whether whatever disagreements or whatever we have in real life is set aside. We can all agree that we love what's happening on stage yeah. right now, and we love that this thing that's happening in the audience, and the respect aspect of it is like if you fall, like we're not trying to hurt anybody. Mm. It's just about fun. And sometimes we're people get hurt. It's rowdy, yeah. but everyone's safe. At the same yeah, time. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Now, something else I've noticed in, in that scene that I've always found interesting is like, do you, do you guys know, uh, you guys know Mikey, uh, the promoter, uh, he, uh, he works at I'm underbelly very new here. So I don't know. Very many people. Oh, he does underbelly. Yeah. Uh, we usually talk with, uh, Jason. Like okay. Honeycut, but gotcha. I've heard the name. That's why I was like, mm. so he, he he does the promotions and booking around. Yeah, he works with primarily like I mean everybody, but like primarily like hardcore bands, punk bands, metal bands. Yeah. Like that's his world. So he was on our podcast a while back ago, and I, I asked him the same things. I'm I'm interested in this idea of like first off, when you guys do shows, a lot of times it's like eight bands on the bill. You're playing like 20, 30 minute sets. So, yeah. and then what that, what ends up happening is like, if you're in, if you're playing a place like Sarbez or when Archetype was around yeah. or Shantytown, like these smaller yeah. rooms where, you know, you might be able to, you know, tops, if you're selling tickets for five or 10 bucks, walk away with a gross of like a thousand dollars, $1,500. If you're selling the room out, I'm not, ta- I'm not yeah. talking about for the whole, <laughs> for the, the whole, whole night, yeah. the whole room, yeah, the whole right? Night, like, and then you got to split that up between, first off, your promoter yeah, let's takes... Not, let's not confuse people here. It's 1500 for all the bands, yeah, not yeah, just yeah. for you. Oh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like promoters take their, you know, whatever, 10% off the top. Yeah. And then you have taxes, that the, the sales tax that they take out as well. And then you split it up amongst the bands, whatever percentages you guys work out. How? What's the model here to eventually make a profit for you guys? I'd say... The way we do it differently is setting ourselves up. I'd say doing the the cover songs allowed us to grow a little bit differently than these other bands that are just doing original music. Because you're hitting the bar scene and you're getting paid We're guarantees. Getting our, yeah, you're getting our feet yeah, in the and, door. And people don't always want to hear just two full sets of originals. It doesn't matter how good you are. Sometimes they, people want to hear like specific songs. If they're at a bar, they want to hear like in their drinking, they want to hear like... You got to tie it sometimes in. Sometimes they want to hear Wagon Wheel. It's, yep, it's, yeah, there it is. As much <laughs> as I dislike that song, I will play it because sometimes people will throw money in the tip jar because it's like... That's you know, it's not your set list, but do. if you can play it, we'll, we'll do it. Like, you got to build, and I, I think it. how we love doing it is we build the nostalgia with the covers. We build the, we kind of hit home to those people and touch, you know, that might be like their anthem, but you would never get that response from them by just playing your originals because they don't know you. Right. You want them to know you, but you want to give them a reason to want to stay to know you. The amount so, of times that we have played My Own Worst Enemy in the crowd, <laughs> Yeah, that's like, what just I was about to say. That makes my day. When I mean, we started out so with o- My Own Worst Enemy, it kind of like, people are like, wait a minute, what? Oh, They're starting shit. with that? Wait, wait, hold on. Wait. This is, this is uh, a local band, but it's like that sound isn't local. That sound is worldwide. So as soon as they hear that, 
they tie in. And once they tie in, you hit them again with another cover like Teenage Dirtbag or, or all the small know. things Scotty, doesn't, Scotty know. doesn't know. But then we throw Green in. And sometimes they don't even know that that is an original song. Right. They're just going with the crowd because the crowd's saying, she said, she said. Like everybody's just. They're all trying to not fall along to the Everybody's, they yeah. It's, they're it's all like. famous song. Yeah. It's almost like a little bandwagon. Like everybody kind of hops on and then you just rock them the rest of the night. And it's, it builds a nostalgia. You build a fan base. And I've had so many times where I've had people come up to me after the show and be like, hey, like that was my dad's favorite song. That was my mom's favorite song. And when I hear that now, it makes me think of her. She's been gone for eight years. So it hits home to be able to build that connection with somebody, that relationship and that emotion of vulnerability. All of that comes out when you do that stuff. So it allows us to maybe make a little bit more money and then we can kind of like niche ourselves with the punk night stuff or the emo or the pop punk night in 90s night and 2000s and we still get to throw our own original stuff in there and they don't even know it right it's just right there so it allows us to make a little more money be in the bar scene like you said and kind of get more exposure in that regard and i guess the next step is like festivals yeah, uh, that's that's the next step. It's yeah. like getting all of like the favorite bands that we've had the chance to play with and be oh. like, hey, can we all like try and get some slots yeah. on a festival, even if it's like a small one? Like we did uh we did First Coast Music Festival. That was like the I guess the first one that we got to do. And, yeah. And it was fun. They did it at like was it like three locations or was it two? Was it just it was two? It they was did it at uh, Underbelly in, in nineteen oh four and it, it closed was, down. It was the last show in nineteen oh four, I think. I don't know if it was the last second show or last. second to yeah. last show, my bad. Yep. Um and I mean that was like just the turnout for the entire like festival just really all around cool. was really good. Like I mean, there was you know trucks everywhere. There was stuff set up. I mean, I got I got a lot of free energy drinks uh, that day. There yeah. was a lot of sunburn free, uh, bucked up people out yeah. there being like, bucked "Hey, up, you want came some stuff? out uh, sunburn cannabis." I knew you were yeah, wearing they gave that me shirt a, earlier. I was wearing the. I, I, <laughs> I, I was, I was actually about shirt. to do this to my shirt, and I realized I switched out before I got here. Um, <laughs> so I was I was wearing a sunburn shirt because uh, during my set, they were like, "Hey, whatever you want to sign up." I'm like, "Yeah, sure, so okay, why not?" And, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, ha I'm getting like done with my set. And, uh, of course I had taken my shirt off like halfway through. I'm sweaty. It, it, the lights were hitting me like way, <laughs> way too hard that day. It was already hot as is. I'm getting done with my, my set and I'm about to put the sweaty shirt back on. And one of the dudes who was talking to me before comes up to me and he's like, Hey man, you want a shirt that's not sweaty? I'm like, for sure. And uh, I've been wearing that I shirt like every like day. It's like my favorite <laughs> shirt. People will like walk up to me in the store and be like, do you work there? I'm like, no. And it's funny because I look like I do too. If they like see if someone sees me in a store with like the long hair mm -hmm. and they just they're like, okay, <laughs> dude, what, what's up with that? You you gotta work there. Come on, what are you talking about? CEO. <laughs> I uh I was just at underbelly a friend of a friend. <laughs> I was just at underbelly like last week and I was wearing the sunburn shirt and somebody was like, Hey man, are you guys still hiring? And I was like <laughs> Yeah, I was bro. like, um, for yeah, reach out to Terry and he'll get yeah, to I, I will well, give you the fakest number and I will hope it will. <laughs> At first I was like, are you talking about, like, like, do you, do have you listened to the podcast? Are you asking about working on the podcast? Because <laughs> I mean, I'll hire you, but I'm I can't famous. pay you anything. <laughs> it's an internship, man. I really hope you. <laughs> and I was like, and he was we like, do not give you college credit for this. <laughs> <laughs> and he starts naming people at Sunburn. I, I asked him who like, is who hiring. He's like, I forget the guy's name. I'm like, no, dude, like, where are you talking about? It's like Sunburn. You don't work there. And I was like, oh no, I'm oh, just wearing the shirt, bro. Yeah. <laughs> 
reps. It's so wild. If they do ambassadorships, we've got two people. I'll I'll be a third. I don't know if you want to hop on too. Sunburn cannabis. We need endorsements. Yeah, uh, we need sponsors also. Oh yeah, that's that's the Um, big one. That's the one I'm trying. He's talking with uh, SJC drums and uh, Collision drumsticks. So I think that's going to be a. that's going to be a really cool one. I'm trying to get in talks with Remo. So Remo Percussion, if yeah, you're hearing this, cool uh, too. get at me, please. Yeah, they're big supporters I've, of the I've podcast. used a lot of heads <laughs> over the years. Everybody it's is. getting pricey. <laughs> it's bottom of the bill. Bottom of the bill. This is, I mean, we've been excited to come on here. I mean, and we've got a... Uh, We've got this, and then we got uh, tomorrow. We're doing First Coast News. Yeah, First we, Coast oh, Sunday. I forgot we have to oh, do yeah. the news tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so we're getting making uh, the rounds. minimal sleep tonight, oh, and then a uh, couple gigs this week. Um, we're doing Island Wing Co., like a happy hour acoustic little unplugged set Wednesday. Friday, we've got uh, Vouchoir, which I I think the layout of Vouchoir and the um, the culture there is, is really cool. It's got a lot of history back on, like, towards Atlantic Beach. Yeah. And then um, we're playing Monkey's Uncle. On yeah. Saturday, right nice. there, and uh, that just got added. To and Mandarin, right out of the blue, texted us last night. So thank you, Justin, for that. Uh, Wait, who? Wait, Texas for Monkey's Uncle. Oh, I was gonna say, I thought he was just, I was <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he. Uh, I'm excited, and Justin, the producer for First Coast Living, and uh, David Benfield. He's in the band Dakar. Yep, he's Jack actually Dakar. the the host of uh, the show. So we're excited to come on, and and even this, and I know Rick Rice at EWM Studios. I mean, he's just from. I don't know him personally, but just from what I've heard and read and seen and it's it's very good uh good studio good quality work and then we saw i, th- I think parks and Raz is the reason we saw uh, bottom of the bill but once we did we were like this is really cool it's a place we can go to to be ourselves and talk about the community and that's every that's everything yeah. we're trying yeah. to do bro you know it's amazing it's cool because like we started off as like a jam band centric kind of podcast really? <laughs> yeah because that's, cool. that's that's the world that that you know i come from well you know at least in the more recent years so um and then it got like first off you can only talk to so many people in the jam band scene in jacksonville <laughs> there's not yeah. that many people anymore um and then also i'm just interested in other things and other genres of music and i'm you know there's there's like every scene kind of has its own way of operating right Right, you know like the punk scene and the metal scene and like like there's there's an ecosystem that i don't understand that i'm curious about the hip-hop world don't even get me started on (laughs) how that that world operates in a totally different plane i feel like which i'm also curious about yeah so it's fun to get to like sit down especially with the up-and-coming bands to get to like see what's happening in their world and you know on the ground that you know we might not be aware of you know because there's a lot here in jacksonville there's a ton here in jacksonville so it's cool man and and it really takes time to to learn and appreciate that history because we still learn every day. I mean, every every gig is is learning for us. Um, going to different venues, going to different um, cities, uh, all right here. When we come back to Jacksonville, there's just something different about it. I, it's got so much culture, so much history, from the beach life to the downtown, like Riverside, Avondale, everyday life, and Five Points. Or <laughs> I, I think I can. I recognize two of the areas. Yeah. Dorian's like, new. there's a beach and then there's not a beach. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's beach and not beach. That's Dude, pretty much how I pe- recognize it. People here are very serious about their, their areas too. I'm from South Florida originally. So I first came to Jacksonville. Like, there, like down south, there are different areas and like people do kind of, but if like kind of 
if you grow up in South Florida, like everyone goes to the beach, so there's not really. And if you live at the beach, like you're rich. Yeah, you're, you have a lot of money yeah. if you live what at the I've beach. Real quick is getting down here, especially over by Jack's Beach. It's just if you want to live by the beach, you have to make over like at least ten grand a month. But that's like, now though. Like, that yeah. it didn't used to be like that when I first got here. So to me, when I met people that lived at the beach, I was like, oh, you must be rich. It's like no, I'm a bartender. I'm like bartender. wait, what? <laughs> it's like you're a bartender that lives at the beach. <laughs> And then it's like, and then also beach people are very like, you know, we don't go over the ditch. We don't go, we don't do that. <laughs> yeah. The fucking townies come into Jack's beach and like ruin the whole thing. Yeah. And it's like this whole weird thing that doesn't, that, that dynamic doesn't exist like in other places the way that it does here. I feel like, you know, it's unique. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. It's cool to know though. Cause I mean, coming from Jacksonville my whole life, it's even still for me, it's like some people live on the beach and it's like, or they say they do and they live like two, three minutes from it. But to even be down there at all where the fluctuation in the housing, cause I did, I did, I did real estate for about a year, but there are some houses over there that are like one, two, three million. And then there are some that are like 212,000. Like, you know, it's like, there's yeah. a big difference there's between those and then they're yeah. renting them out. So it's like anybody can kind of live down there, but at a point of, living on the beach no i would say jacksonville isn't really like economically set for that i mean i i hope that we can bring some more light to jacksonville as far as what we do in the punk community just to have a voice but to get jacksonville kind of back on the map in the regard of we we do need help in a way in a lot of different ways oh man yeah but i think that if we just start somewhere whether it's at the beach side and they're trying to save the life out there or whether we're downtown and we're trying to build something for all these people down here that are struggling and homeless and, and wondering what they're going to do today, tomorrow. Like I I at least know what I'm doing, you know, like some people don't know where they're going or where they're staying or, or even where they're at right now. Some people are just lost, but I feel like to have a voice in Jacksonville and, and bring some more light and some more love to these, these people in these places, even like 1904, like, or Archetype. I know you mentioned them earlier. I, to see places like that close, I mean, as an artist, you don't want that because it hits home in a way. It's, it's a huge blow to the community, man. I mean, I, I, was in, I was in LA when I found out about 1904 closing. So, I mean, you know, you're like looking in this, you're in this, I mean, LA is like this huge city with like uh, this immense, endless opportunity for yeah. artists, you yeah. know? And then you're looking at your hometown and you're like, Oh man, another like venue just shut down. In fact, the only venue that I was able to really play at <laughs> outside of like, like underbelly, you know. Do? Like, yeah. Like, so it's like, damn, dude, it's just it's it's it was a big hit to the community and shout out to Jason and Dwayne yes. for always trying to keep music alive here in the arts going. It's Jacksonville is a super hard place to try and be an artist and not because there's not talent here, but the market here, the people here. There's just so much talent though too. And it's like, it's almost like, I really do think so. God, I'm starting to feel like it's being like an overabundance of talent. And I'm like, can we all like, can we all start convening in separate sectors of the state? Like, can we all- <laughs> well, it's hard because we don't have enough venues. They don't. So we don't. And here's, and here's the, and maybe you guys will agree or disagree. You can let me know, but I'm curious. I'm actually, I'm curious about your thoughts on it because here's what I think. I think we have a lot of artists, a lot of musicians that are very talented that all are looking for an opportunity um venues are shutting down though because we don't have a market here first off there's less than a million people in jacksonville it's a very small city um 
and we don't the people that are here are more like blue collar like the industry here is very blue collar yeah so they're not necessarily thinking about like what's the next hot thing coming yeah, out like, right yeah, now you like, know who am i gonna go see play on a saturday night right 18 year old yeah. band am i gonna go see tonight <laughs> right you know, it's so <laughs> so you know which is why the venues keep shutting down which yeah. makes it harder for the musicians that are here to have a place to to develop their sound and, yeah. and their in their their show so um, I think that's really like the biggest issue here. And, and I say that with like a perspective of of wanting to see a change because Jacksonville has been so good to me. Yeah. And um, I think there's there are people here that want to see progress made in that front, but the majority of people here just are thinking about other things. It's not on their radar, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, and I can understand that. I mean, how was it? I mean, you came from Kentucky. Well, I mean, even, that was big. Even before that, I mean, my my sister and my mom have lived here for like quite a few years, even before I moved here. So I was hearing about all the the major changes that were going on here. Yeah. So I I think maybe maybe all the venues thought like the blue collar lifestyle would kind of be like more of a half and half, where like more people would want to come out and see bands, and maybe they kind of kind of. Uh, miss input and now now some more venues are closing down because they bit off a little more they can chew and that kind of sucks and you know there's like i said there's a lot of bands but it like there's like not that many venues that want to do certain shows like punk shows or anything like that like, well yeah because you have to have a few in between you have to have a venue that that wants to operate on ticket sales in that yeah. world because a punk band yeah. traditionally you guys are obviously doing things a little differently but traditionally yeah. speaking Punk bands aren't playing for more than 20 or 30 minute sets, yeah. right? Yeah. And then furthermore, I mean, and that's for a, a lot of different reasons, but I think a big part of it is just the energy that you expend playing yeah. the music. I can see that. It's hard. Oh, yeah, dude, 45 right? minutes after a set, I'm, no, no, I have to be carried off that stage. Yeah, <laughs> so like, so the idea of a band walking into a monkey's uncle and doing a four-hour night is not feasible, yeah. much less do people want to hear that for four hours, no. yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. I, th I still think it... I think the difference was, I guess, between um, once Archetype closed, that was kind of when my eyes opened because I, I missed out on that, dude. And I, I kind of hate that. Like, I, I really do think that they had something going there that could last. And I think because of, like, Jacksonville is a city and I know that you have certain costs and certain taxes and certain and certain areas that are more than others. So I'm sure that plays into it, especially with the whole uh, the parking situation downtown. It's hard, yeah. yeah I know 1904 was dealing with that too. So, and they're not making enough money because they're only open for the bands, you know. Mm -hmm. So, and, but they're gonna. I know they're remodeling to kind of be a uh, more versatile venue at that point. But I just I hope that more people see what happened to 1904 and archetype and say hey one i need to do better as a venue to say hey we want you here playing at our venue instead of these other venues give us a reason to want to play there well like that's are, okay. that was my big thing so i'm curious okay and i think i know where you're going with yeah. this um the if i'm off base let me know the the the, the pay structure there is obviously going to be different than what it's going to be at a, at a standard bar, yeah. right? Hundred yeah. percent different. Now yeah. that's, yeah. but that's because they're different business models, right? Exactly. So, uh, like, uh, Monkey's Uncle is a restaurant. Yeah. And they and 
the, a band is hired as contractors to come in and entertain to, their uh, audience. Their sales. They base it off their sales right. at the end of the night. Exactly. And that's what guarantees more money or less money at the end of the night. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And 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 uh, and you know, furthermore, a bar or restaurant that says that asks you how many people you're bringing out tonight, huge red flag. <laughs> if you can't afford to have music, then don't have music, period. Yeah, that's And that's a very common conversation <laughs> we have had laugh. sometimes. Yeah, he's it's trying not to laugh. Life. I'm trying to like I'm not that text so call anyone out or anything. But how many we, people do you think you're going to bring? Yeah. Bro, dude, if how many people do you have? Yeah. Do you have zero? Are you starting at zero and it's we're building up? You've got three, I've got six. I've heard that in Louisville like so many times. And it was usually bars that like either would be shifty on paying their bands or exactly. taking more money for the yeah. trophy or it was like it's it's every every city everywhere in, in america yeah. and in, in the world i'm sure has the same dynamic with bars and restaurants um with that that misinformed it's a very tricky thing. business type is it's it, tricky yeah, yeah. now 1904 is a music venue so they're essentially a space that you can rent out for exactly. things yeah. right now when they're bringing in headlining acts that they're, they're going to guarantee sell out the show, they might, I mean, I'm sure that they're going to offer them a guarantee uh, or they'll negotiate some guarantee plus a split on the back end of exactly. something, right? Now, that's the model. And for 1904 to exist, it needs to have X amount of sold out shows per year, Yeah. right? Now, when it's not hitting that mark, it's going to shut down. I have, I've done so much work at 1904 over the years um, I have so much love for Jason and and uh, Chris Richard, and he yep. was doing his thing there, and everybody, Mikey, everybody that's worked there over the years, I've like so much love for them. I don't know what they could have really done differently. No, um, right. I just uh, you know I think and the parking situation downtown, okay, but like New York, yeah, oh, okay, that's a- <laughs> so so that's an irrelevant yeah. argument to me, yeah, right. The parking issue when people complain about stuff like oh we can't open up something like this in riverside because of the parking dude shut up exactly okay, that's it's small-minded thinking but that's the problem right yeah. is that um there's jacksonville is still behind in a lot of ways in that front people do not want to be inconvenienced risk. for an experience it's risk averse yes, too much risk right so we need to I don't say I don't want to say we need to right because that's because that's not the way to say it, but we like we want to we want to as and as a community it's 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 an imperative that we actually take bite the bullet and become less risk risk averse so we can allow our community artistic community to grow because I truly believe that if you want to see the sign of a thriving community is a strong arts community right always now we can make we can we can look at LA and New York and we can be like well those cities are in despair and that might be true to an extent but it's also like it's a lot of different things going it's, into it's that a lot of yeah. things going into that and dude i don't care what what disparity is happening there you're talking about california has like the fifth largest economy in the world like only yeah. less just barely under the united states so it's like there's so much money there right and there's money there because people like invest into things. And yeah. the reason why art and 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 just the arts in general in New York and LA and Nashville now like thrives so much is because people care about it. Yeah. You know? There's a there's a foundation of care and love and and respect, but also it was kind of like a I'd look at it as a hot spot. Like it was kind of one oh, of those I mean, places where Jacksonville kind of got left behind. Yeah, totally. Back in the 90s, 2000s, I feel like everywhere else 
in that regard kind of kept going, but I feel like Seattle and then got left behind after that big explosion. And then Jacksonville after its big explosion. I mean, Creed, Limp Bizkit, Shine Down, Red Jumpsuit, Is Yellow Card, Tallahassee. Uh, Tallahassee. They're in okay. Florida, though, but we that whole Northeast. I, I forget that because I'm not even like. Yeah, well, or yeah, Less Than Jake, Creed. too. Less Than Jake was from here. A Data Remembers from the here. Newfound Glory from Orlando. Yeah. Right. I mean, so to have all of this Northeast Florida buzz and then now there's just like none of it kind of of nothing here in that regard now to be sorry go ahead yeah but no not nothing here in the regard of like there is no talent or there is no bands extreme abundance there's there's hundreds of artists here that are begging for that chance but they are not financially able because of the economy to take the risk to be vulnerable but we are I, I don't know how we are. I Sometimes I'm like, man, how am I? I, I can't like, afford yeah. this. Yeah, I can't afford this, but I'm going to do it anyways because I know it's going to pay off because I believe in what we do. Yeah. And that comes back to just being punk. Like, I'm going to make it work. I don't know how. But I know that if I keep trying to, somehow I'm going to get a step closer and a step closer. And that's kind of why we started Palooza Jacks was, it's a, it's not a, it's not a venue. It's, it's a, it's pretty much like a, like a party, you know, like we bring the community of the emo, the punk, the grunge, the metal, even hip hop. We've had hip hop on there too. We bring that community together and it doesn't matter where we do it at that point, we're going to have a show. And I think that is the way the world is kind of shifting to now is away from, away from venues, away from local places, away from mom and pop. And it's more mainstream or DIY. Mm-hmm. And but that's okay. If that's what it is, then that's what it takes. Then that's what it, the, you have to do that. You just have to yeah, adapt to what the, whatever the model is or try and innovate in the space. where Just like 1904, yeah. they're adapting to come back next year to be stronger than they were, to have a better foundation. And, and I hope we get to be a part of something like that again because it meant a lot to us in the community being so young and so new to it to be at a place where you know, like Seven Dust played at Underbelly, Buck Cherry just played uh, Underbelly, like to have just those two alone and to walk behind those and to be like, hey, oh, we should, we, we're on the same stage. Like, this is so cool. To us, that matters a lot, but we want more attention for the local community, especially like like Parks and Raz, Mommy's Little Helpers, uh, Chalk Tiger. I could name bands forever, Last Resort, <laughs> Talk A Lots. Oh like they're gosh. so... There's just a lot of raw talent, but even on the hip hop side, like with young Drew, Christian hip hop, it's even hard for him to do what he does. He's having to go out of Jacksonville to kind of grow on a better audience because the exposure rating and everything in Jacksonville is just low. It's low. And that I think that I think that like traveling and touring is just a part of it anyways. I it think is. you have to like get known in other markets, but it is, you know, like the, the like the the rule of thumb, typically speaking, is like get popular in your hometown first and yeah. then start to hit the road. Right. I don't know. It That's a hard dynamic to make it happen is. in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Right it now, is. if you're in like Denver, okay, which Denver has a great scene, but not really a lot of industry, <laughs> right? So it's like, you know, there's not infrastructure in the way that like LA or New York has infrastructure right. to grow, right? But Denver's a big city and it's got a good scene. So if you can, if you can weed, if you can weed out the bullshit and stand out amongst a scene of like, super creative people yep. 
and then in a big city where like they're like Denver has a voice in in music, right? right. Like when people talk about the Denver scene, you're like, yeah, that matters, right? That matters. So <laughs> like. I keep saying it. It's my girlfriend's name. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I had every time Timber has a voice. I'm yeah. like, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it's funny that we uh, <laughs> that we even talk about like like different music scenes in different states that like have a lot of talent but not like, a huge like amount of voice. It's kind of how I feel about Louisville. Like until yeah, people, like until Same people thing. heard about like Jack Harlow or Bryson Tiller, nobody really <sighs> knew what Louisville was. And right. Then everyone's like, oh, okay. Apparently, like Louisville is one of the most like searched places to travel. Like right, and it's been that way for like the last like couple of years. And I like found that out like a little while ago, and I'm like, "Have what? you ever been to Louisville? Do you know what that's like?" It's not <laughs> well, the the Kentucky Derby's there, and everyone thinks this is a little secret. Okay, so from someone who's lived there for so many years, let me say this right now: if you think going to the Kentucky Derby is like this really fancy area, it's not. Yeah. Don't don't <laughs> fool yourself. Uh, lock all of the things you have either on you or in your car. The Derby is not a. Um, a posh neighborhood. That yeah, is, I mean, like, it's very like racetracks never are, dude. I went to <laughs> a, always the worst neighborhood. I went to a, <laughs> went to a haunted house like a couple blocks down the street like last Halloween, like around that time, and that's like right by the Derby. And and I was like driving by the area, and I'm like, oh, I forgot this was like not a place I could walk <laughs> by. Like at night, I forget like how bad it gets, and and it's like you know you go to Louisville and and you see all these different bands, and you're like. There's like a lot of really good bands and a lot of like really good like niche like people have like really good niches for their bands there. It's really weird. Like, but then there's not a whole lot of venues. Like there's maybe like three or four. Like if I had to if I had to name a couple, like Portal in Portland, uh Headliners Music Hall. I got to play there and Portland uh Portal too. But uh you got Whirling Tiger, uh Phoenix Hill, which is no longer around, which used to be this huge, like three story building with bands playing everywhere. It's basically like uh like Kid Rocks in Nashville, like stuff like that. And it was, oh, yeah. I never got to play there. I was too young to even be able to step foot in that building, but my dad got to play there a couple times. And the stories are like, the place is insane. So it's very few industries in between, but there's so much talent. It's, it's insane. It's a story of most cities in, yep. in America, man, where it's like you have a lot of talent, but again, it's, it's like what industry is thriving there, right? Mm -hmm. If, if arts <clears throat> is thriving, then you can then you might have like some people or entities are willing to invest into creative endeavors you know austin denver yeah, um right. you know places like that chicago i'm sure um like great scene in chicago but barely any yeah. showing for it unfortunately that's, that's it's it, that's that and that one blows me out of the water because it's like at one point chicago i mean the second it's the second city that right was like it was punk city that Pinnacle. was like almost to a point where it was like it was it was punk at one point before that you know blues and jazz yeah, i mean like heavily. like i mean it was it's almost it's, it's almost the birth almost the birthplace depending on who you talk to of, of right. blues and jazz you know so like it's it's but like in places like that because there there's there's also just like so many people so it's like because there's so many people that brings diversity and with diversity comes art right. so it's like you know uh it's harder like the industry in jacksonville is not uh, it necessarily doesn't re revolve around the arts, right? It's not it's football, to the arts as much and as it is the blue collar and yeah. sports lifestyle, yeah. which is which is fine. But it, for for for, and I want to say that I'm not disparaging anything. It's just no. I, I was just acknowledging that it's difficult to be an artist here. It is, and yeah, I, yeah. I I was speaking to somebody about it like a year ago or something, and I was like, I don't know, you know, Jacksonville. At one point, it was I think it's still up there is one of the fastest growing cities in the country, and it's, and the point that she made was like, yeah, but who's moving here? 
bingo. That's the answer. Everyone had this uh, argument between people, uh, all the people moving from LA to Nashville. Yeah. And that was like a huge surge. Like, yeah. all, like Chris Cornell's family moved even like before he even passed away, he moved to Nashville, like with his whole estate. And like, that was, I heard about that and I'm like, I thought every, I thought every famous person lived in LA. There was nowhere else. And I realized everyone was just going straight to Nashville. <laughs> After somehow. COVID. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's ex the, the taxes, it's, it's yeah, expensive it's to so live. It's so much cheaper to live in Nashville than it is to LA. And, and even though Nashville is, you know, music, you know, Broadway and all that, it, yeah. it's definitely not as, as expensive as rent is there in like LA. It's no, it's not. And, you know, also if you're a musician, like Nashville has a big industry, you know, the so. Broadway scene. I love it so much. I have so many friends there and I just, I just desperately want to uh, move there in the next like couple of years and just do Broadway for like, yeah, just four days out of the week. Just yeah. Like Part-time job. Cause that's what usually people do. They have a part-time job. Then they'll do like, you know, do like a Wednesday through a Saturday, like a couple shifts a day. And that's, I just want to do shifts all day. I just want to work like well, four or five days a week. They give you enough to survive out there. Working two to six, music. six to ten, ten to close. You yeah, know, do the whole but the versatility to be able to say, hey, like I worked my job, but the music, no matter if I stop, that music keeps going in a place like that. But yeah. the difference is in Jacksonville, if we stop doing what we do and we stop playing our music or bands like, once again, like Parks and Raz or any of us stop what we're doing or even the home shows, the DIY shows, that's kind of it. Like you've got underbelly and jackrabbits and everywhere else is starting to close. It's, it's getting kind of sad down here. And I know that there's a lot of like, uh, create jacks and downtown jacks, DT jacks are they're uh, funding the, the skateboard, uh, park under the bridge. I hope I get to like live there part time. <laughs> I can't even skate dude, but I just want to be there with that community and, and learn more about that community and and most people and grow and and let those people know that yes this is comfortable and this can be home for you but anywhere that lifted riffs can be you're welcome everybody's welcome and i i want that i want the diy shows i want to be able to go to venues and with uh, maybe we have the niche like punk nights and we kind of use that to get in the door to make a little more money than just playing like an original set for 30 minutes we play for like an hour hour and a half with some covers thrown in and originals but when we come home and we do our home shows like to me like none of that matters at that point it's all friends like you're just a community who's all there for one goal and that's to forget about the nine to five to forget about the trouble or the emotions or the trauma or anything and and just enjoy music or art or like even the art you work you have up here like it catches the eye. It's pleasing. It's comforting. It's the same thing for music. You, you create, even if it's 30 minutes, you create 30 minutes of hope for anybody to say, Hey, I came in here with such negative energy, but now I have this positive energy to kind of get back to my own world and my own family and my own friends. And all of that was because of art or because of music. And I feel like if we had more places to do that, or more people that cared enough to be open-minded to do more DIY stuff and have more house shows or house venues or just pop-up shows. Like anything that we can do to say we're here, we want to be there, but there doesn't matter if here doesn't help. Right. Like it, it's, it's all going to be Jacksonville. Like when I'm, I, I know you're Michigan and, and Kentucky. Yeah, I'm but very much Michigan and Kentucky boy as much yeah. as I am. <laughs> my bass player's Tennessee, yeah. Knoxville. But 
Uh, shout out to John Michael. He's at uh, <clears throat> Community First right now working. He's at work. Mm. But <laughs> not very punk rock of him. But <laughs> yeah, he's at a bank. He's got the bass in his lap and he's just playing. And he's like, Thank you for calling. Community you want a credit first. card? <laughs> my name is John Michael. <laughs> 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 you want to hear my new song? Now, uh, funny, he works at Community First. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Downtown. now, funny thing, uh, I only know this because I tried to open up. Uh, a, a credit account with them a while back for for my for uh, the, the band, um, you know, the, like credit cards with them aren't like actually acknowledged by the credit like the like overseeing credit union or whatever it is. So it just oh, like doesn't what? count. Doesn't oh. count. It only counts with them technically. So like it does. If you want to buy a house nah. or get a loan from like an actual bank, like that credit that you established with Michael, them. What so are it's you like doing? a monopoly credit card. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it is kind of punk rock if you think about it. He yeah. works at a local credit union where their credit okay, is not acknowledged by the federal government. John Michael, it's very <laughs> <laughs> I love how so Fight like the system. <laughs> so like he'll wear these uh he'll wear the button ups to shirt or he'll wear God. He'll wear the button ups to work and everything, and he'll come to the show afterwards. And he's dressed and like he's still got his lanyard on, and he looks all kind of snazzy. And he'll just unbutton the shirt, and then he's just like, "All right, I'm here." He's Let, like, "I'm here. I'm ready this. to rock. Let's go. I'm it's, ready to rock." And even roll. if he gets there ten minutes before, because he gets off of work. But to me, like that's it. It's punk. It's it's what we love to do. It's it's a really a family thing. I mean, without the community that we already have created or have in general from what we didn't create because there was a there was a community here and there always will be and we didn't start that but i do appreciate them enough to say hey like if you still want a place to belong i'll be that place i'll be there with you i what doesn't even have to be lifted riffs it can be just jacksonville in general but let's try a little harder to do what we love and push those arts out so that way these people under us, under our umbrella now, can grow as well and create their own umbrellas. And that's just how it happens. Like, I feel like if those bands that came from Jacksonville stood up for Jacksonville and came back to Jacksonville and gave us something as a platform to give, they would not regret it. I mean, everybody here would come forward hand in hand to say, like, we're here we want you to be here too. I mean, I know that I know some bands leave and then they'll claim other places like LA or like uh, Texas. I know you said Austin, yeah, we Texas. Played three shows in like LA. That. That's my home city. Yeah, yeah like yeah. I moved to LA. No, bro, you're a you're Jacksonville punk, dude. You're a little Duval kid, like from Arlington or like like from uh, from the beach side, from corner of Cherry Street, from the Bay Meadows area. <laughs> from the, from the you Bay know, Meadows. like. Like all these, if they would just come back and say, hey, like we came from here, we see you, we see what you're doing and we know that Jacksonville's lacking in these things. We have the means to help, let us help. Even if they're not from Jacksonville, obviously that means a lot to us, but to support the bands here from the bands that were here, that did do it and are there, when I get there, I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna help these bands. I'm gonna be a staple in Jacksonville to say, hey, if you need help, if you want promotion, if you want just a place where you feel like you matter, let me help you. Let me help you get that music out there. Let me help you with a flyer. Let me help you with t-shirts. Let me help you with, like, the, start somewhere. Let me help you start. It's all these bands that did it, they didn't do it for, like, community bands or local bands. Like, I know, like, Corn helped in that sense, if you look at it. Like, Corn helped Limp Bizkit. 
Limp Bizkit helped Stained, and then Puddle of Mud. None of those came from Jacksonville. They didn't help those Jacksonville bands, to me, in that regard. But to, to have those bands come back and be able to shine a light on the people that are here right now asking, hey, we have this talent and we want to use it and we want a platform to grow on and to be heard. That's it. Yeah. I think it'd be great. I wonder how much of it is like, is like bands because those guys are from, a lot of those guys are from Jacksonville, but like they also go to like these other cities at, you know, kind of early on in their career before they get discovered and then they get discovered out there and then they're kind of part of that part of that ecosystem and then so you start to like come up with these other kids or people that are your age kind of on the same kind of come up right and then the resources that you get you're like okay well i'm going to help out my friends that i'm coming up with in this scene now and then you're almost there's almost like this thing and say well and this is a story old as time because like leonard skinner talked about it too we're like jacksonville rejected us and then we moved and we got accepted here. So like, why yeah. are we going to come back like, and try and do something? Yeah, we don't want your approval now that we already like knew yeah. what we were working. Exactly. Like, I completely understand that, man. And I'm sure it happens all the time everywhere. You know, I mean, because I feel like people can't appreciate something until it's gone. Yeah. A lot of people can't. That's genuinely and, the like rule of life. You yeah. Just usually take it for granted until but it's gone. If we, right. if we in hindsight can say, oh, I'm ready to appreciate it now. I'm ready to to come back or I'm ready to push forward. And cause I mean, Leonard Skinner, they were even on Green Cove Springs. I, nobody really knows what Green Cove Springs is at all that's or Hell House or Middleburg, anything. Isn't it? It's like over. Exactly. <laughs> that's how buddy. See, I knew that. I knew that geography. Is that east, west, south, yeah. north? But <laughs> like people weast. don't know those. So, yeah, there's a weast. <laughs> but they come up to tie themselves to something like Jacksonville and even that community doesn't accept them. I understand that. Like, we we had people telling us that uh, you're never going to play in Jacksonville. You're never going to be good enough to play in Jacksonville. What is good enough to play in Jacksonville? Yeah. yeah what's the what does that mean? Like, what's like yeah. I'm sorry, but to me, that doesn't mean anything. I It doesn't mean anything to play anywhere. If I never play anywhere again, it doesn't matter. But as long as my music reaches people, however that reaches people, that's what matters. Because that's, that's the family you built with the community. Like playing at all these places, it, it matters to an extent, but doing it for yourself and just being there and, and really reaching out and talking to people and growing is, is big for us. And connection, and it's, it's all who you know. And I've learned that along the way too. Um, it is always who you know. Yeah, genuinely, that's that's a rule of tip for musicians. If you're, yeah. doesn't matter how much uh, talent you have, if it you doesn't. don't know anyone, dude, it, you have like a zero point zero 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 one percent chance of really, unless you play some open mic night in like New York one night, and there's like some promoter like, oh, that guy was get good. lucky. Yeah. I, I hate that. I hate that phrase. Get lucky. It's a slim, tiny hair chance. Like, yeah, because here's what here's the, the get lucky thing is what it actually is is the. The, the the knowing the right people scenario, but then also having the talent to back it up. Exactly. Because yes, if you don't have the talent, or you, you can have all the talent in the world, if no one knows who you are, it doesn't no really matter. Um, that being said, it doesn't mean that you can be untalented and ha- and be in that oh, scenario. Because there are plenty of people who have so many connections, but they're just slightly like even just below average that where they can still make it, and it just 
Auto tune's a great enough. thing. Auto tune's a very <laughs> magical thing. Okay, so here's, <laughs> thing. so here's something that might be a little unpopular. So among is FL people. Studios. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think that because you use auto tune makes you not talented. I will say that you're probably using it like it, it let's say there's a lot of different reasons to use it, okay? But like, oh, yeah, if sure. you're if you're using it because you're not a good singer, right. That's okay. That's kind of the point that I was, yeah. That was, but it, but yeah. it doesn't mean that you're not talented. It just means that maybe singing isn't your strong suit, but exactly. somehow you're singing on the song. You could be a phenomenal producer, right? So it, I'm gonna tell someone when they're playing the triangle. Maybe this just isn't your strong suit. Maybe yeah, <laughs> just isn't your rock that thing. So so I I feel like <laughs> I feel like. I feel like you you need to be talented in some capacity in order to to utilize those contacts. Yeah, which is what all luck is. It's just it's opportunity and preparation. Every, I, mean, I tell you know. people it's I tell people it's like if you have any sense of rhythm, you have a very good chance of at least learning like one instrument, yeah. whether that be like piano or you know bass, even drums, like guitar, like anything. If you have any sense of rhythm, like that's that's the first step into trying to learn anything music wise. Hundred like percent. If you if you can't if you can't keep to a beat and you're one of those people in the crowd and we're trying to do like the clap chance and you're doing it like a half step way before me. No, I'm sorry, I can't. Yeah, it's a real I, problem. It, you like have to naturally have. I'm trying a to play little bit of rhythm in the your chords body. and yeah. stay in key. And I hear this one. It, you hear, like you hear this almost like a little double clap, and you're just like, oh man, like it's not. There's no double clap. It's if you guys are gonna clap, like we'll practice. We'll practice first, and then we'll and then we'll do the real thing. <laughs> I, I played I played a gig one time. Um, and we had this song that had like a break in it. Okay, it was just like, I don't know, like it like broke for like a measure or something. And somebody was like clapping along to the to the rhythm. And then when we hit the break, they started clapping like off time. It train wrecked our fucking- That is a PTSD. Uh, your psyche. Yeah. You hear that clapping, you're like- I was like, oh, fuck. Because the thing is, it's like, okay, it's one thing to like, <laughs> it's one thing to be like, you know, hip and polyrhythmic and like to, to keep the one, right? But like when somebody's just playing like out of time and it's like you're so focused and you just hear that thing and I totally lost the one and just totally trained. Yeah, when they start clapping the on the two and not the one, that's when I start getting PTSD. I'm like, all right, <laughs> stop, just real quick, just real quick, stop, oh, stop. Stop clapping. About, yeah, it, it was embarrassing. I was like, dude. I mean, like, you're the only person here. Please don't clap. Just wait. Just wait until we're done. Until we're done. <laughs> There's no rhythm for clapping at the end. Just yeah. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> you guys familiar with Unpopular Opinions? I'm not, but I'm down to, I'm down to get familiar saw you do it. a couple on the, <laughs> on okay. the page. Yeah. Cool, yeah. I'm so, cool with it. So we basically just go around. We state an unpopular opinion. We discuss oh, it, I'm and then, you know. This. I'm down. Okay. Chris, you want to go? All right. Um, rock stars that, are, that have hit their prime 30 plus years ago uh, are not in the best place to be giving advice to up and coming bands in our landscape. And this all stems from, I saw a video of Dave Grohl saying that the best way to prom promote and do anything like that is just playing live shows. And I just, all I could think was how out of touch is this guy? Of course he would think the best way to promote is playing in front of 60,000 people every night. Yeah. <laughs> That's great, dude. That's not going to work for bands that have 10 people in their audience. There's better ways to promote. There is. They're just out of touch rock stars. Don't get your advice from the mega stars. Like follow their path, learn what they did, but they're not in the same landscape as us anymore. They're just they're in a different no. world. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm oh, I'm I'm itching. I don't know if the camera <laughs> can see right. I love Dave Grohl. The, the second I heard it, I was like, I know exactly. And so. Nirvana. <laughs> so <laughs> okay, 
Metallica recently made like a resurgence with with you know the seventy two seasons. Was that what it was called? Seventy two yeah, seasons. Album? I can't sure. remember. What's something. I didn't <laughs> listen to it. But so when I hear people like him, it, it, and any chance that he ever tries to to be like, yeah, man, you need to you need to practice and just get out there. I'm like, you don't even practice. What are you? Yeah. Do you do you hear yourself? Like, I, I mean, he <laughs> I've probably, seen people play your kit better than you can. Like, he probably doesn't need to practice anymore. Not to say that you, you shouldn't always be striving to be better, but yeah. also like he's not playing with anybody else other than Metallica. Right. And he's got that shit on lock. And I just love all the Lars memes where he's like completely off time, but he's like, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, y'all like that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's always, I love that. And to the point of like old, like older musicians giving advice on stuff. I mean, I agree. I think a lot of the times they're missing. Like, there's there's a lot. Like you hear, like like Dave Chappelle was commenting on Andrew Schultz also, and like yeah. saying about I'm just not about that all that social media stuff. You just gotta you just gotta you know pl- you just gotta perform and do your thing and comedy That's will sell itself. You. Yeah. you came before the time of actual social and, media where exactly. everything's changed. And, now. and even it's Joe Rogan was like, yeah, but dude, we came up in a different time and and we don't have to play this game anymore. I love Joe. You know, I love Joe, Joe Rogan Joe. experience. Joe. Yeah, oh. Joey and Diaz was like my absolute favorite. It's amazing. Guest. <laughs> yeah, oh, Joe, oh, yeah, Joe he's Diaz. great. But I, I like. I like how Joe Rogan's of you know Chappelle's generation he's and respecting and the he, change. He's like, hey man, I like we're lucky we don't have to do this. Schultz is is changing the game yeah, right now. Exactly, he's doing what he's doing. So I think for someone like Dave Grohl to come in and say you just got to play shows, that's how you do it. To that, you know, to the other end of that though, I do think that the best form of promo is the thing doing what it does. So yes. like, so the best way to promote yourself is yes to put on a great show however it's not the only thing that you should be doing you have to be utilizing social media and the different platforms there's just so many different steps just to really get your name out there even if you play a great show if you don't have any social media presence and no one follows you after the show you're still just we've played over a hundred over a hundred shows and the thing that has got us the most following was us being vulnerable and reaching out on social media. Yeah, exactly. We yeah, so we have a couple shows that have two, three hundred people there, but they don't even remember that. They don't even know the band name. You know, so those when you do have those shows with those ten to twenty people, it does mean a lot. It does that. That's your super fans. That's what I like to call it. It's your super fans, your foundation. But it takes more to grow now because of that. Where because I mean, uh, if if Dave Grohl says that, look at Seattle back then, compared to Jacksonville, you had home shows and garage shows and punk shows. I mean, and you had people out there like uh, Melvins and the Germs and stuff, like doing some amazing things. Like we don't have that. We don't have the means of. Uh, we just have these like hole, all these hole in the wall places everywhere that we can perform at, and all these people that are going to come to all these shows and. It, it's social media. It's it's a presence of social media mixed with being in the community that is where it, I, I guess if you want to come from that place, you know, or, or wherever you're you're locking into, you need to have a strong community presence without the music, a strong community presence with the music, a strong DIY presence now, but also a strong social media presence. If you have all of those things, you have the chance to grow but that still doesn't mean you're going to grow. Right. If you yeah. don't work, it's not going to work. It's yeah. just all about taking a chance. It's all of it. Yeah. I, I also think that like that back in, you know, the 80s and 90s when he was coming up, 
like people just went to shows. That's what they did All for entertainment. Yep. And now it's and and I would argue it was probably not just Seattle. It was probably the, like everywhere that you went, people to entertain themselves on the weekends went out to go see bands yeah. play. Yeah. They knew where their spots. That's were just what be was great. Cool. We'll convene here on Look at, Saturday or whatever. Right. Yeah. And Sunset Strip and stuff was like a couple years before that. Yeah, so exactly. Like you had the Sunset Strip growth of of Guns and Roses, and I mean that's always the one that'll stand out for me, but. Then you went to that Green River, Mud Honey, Soundgarden, Nirvana, Melvins, Tad, and that kind of. They all had like a community, friends. Some of them were still in school, so they had all these like high school kids coming out and all these different things, and and even parents were coming out to the shows and stuff. But I guess here in Jacksonville, we don't have that kind of like maybe maybe touch, maybe outreach, maybe we're not doing our job as good as we could do our job because i will always say that at the end of the day i will always be able to do better at growing and what i do but if we could get more support from the community we've even lowered the prices and, and had free shows just so we could have people out and even when we have free shows sometimes people still don't come out yeah it's hard so do you support me you know like and you really ask yourself that you know you you follow me but do you support me I need support. I don't want you to be a ghost in my journey. I want you to be a part of the journey with me. And I mean that for everybody because it, that's really what it takes to grow. And it takes other bands to understand that and to come together as the, the big five or the big three or whatever we could all be like to have a better chance with stronger mindsets because we all put our heads together to say, what can we do? How can we do it? well, okay, you know these people, you know these people, I know these people. We all have connections. We all know people. We all have social medias. If we all came together, maybe we would have a true chance at a resurgence of the arts and the almost like a renaissance for Jacksonville. Like I feel like that would change everything. Yeah, yeah. it definitely would. It cre- it, what, it, what it does is it creates like a buzz of a scene. People start yeah. to talk about, right. oh, that's, that's very communi- like community sense. They like want to be a part of it. Yeah, and that's and that's why people end up flocking to places and exactly. like want to be yeah. a part of that thing. So it's just about it starts with the community, one hundred percent. Unpopular opinions. So I have one that me and Ben have discussed quite a few times because me and him share different oh, opinions on this. Okay. Um, <laughs> I do not care that Creed made with arms wide open. I, I do not like that band, and I will stand by that. I, I mean, know I know. sometimes that's not uh, the most unpopular opinion, but apparently down here it kind of is, so let me, I mean, just, let me break that one out in the, in the mud. Uh, I feel like, I feel like, uh, like referencing <laughs> arms wide open to be like the reason why people would like them is hilarious. Yeah, because I actually sure. hate that song. But see, a lot of people for some reason I mean, I love I'm it. looking at I him had, when I say that. I had met him, I guess. <laughs> oh, he's now, got, oh, my dad, now he's my got dad met him too, and he hated him. <laughs> meet, meet, meet the one guy that's been keeping Creed going for these last 20 years. <laughs> I've he's in our studio, guys. I've been wondering who that one stream a month on Spotify was. It's yeah. always going to be me. <laughs> a, um, Can you take Now, <laughs> it's... It's, In Tremonti? He, here's what I will say about Creed, though, is that the, like, it's very well-produced music. Beautiful. The performances are phenomenal on the records. Oh, it's um, phenomenal and produced. They, and they entertain. Yeah. That's their job. They uh, entertain. Yeah, I, don't, I, I think Scott Stapp's voice is so annoying. And mm-hmm. um, Thank you. I can't, I can't say that. <laughs> Scott, if you, if you happen to listen ever, I 
thank you for what you did. Thank you for giving people an emotion to attach to. to I will, I will help shake them. your hand, but I will not compliment you. If you shake my hand, I'm not washing it. There's the difference. He'll wash his hands. I won't. But thank you for, for giving people an emotional attachment to say, hey, like, it, even if you didn't have a hard time, but you wrote a song about a hard time, because with, I mean, with arms wide open, back to that, I was about his kid, but to be a new father, to have something, and to have all those emotions buzzing and rolling through, like, fuck, I'm going to be a father. Like, how could I, okay, how could I use, how could I get that out? Because I'm scared. I'm, I'm, I'm terrified. But if he took that and he wrote from a place of like, I'm so afraid that I'm going to hurt you like I've hurt everybody else in my life. And I could hear that. I can see that. But he went with that and was like, but because of that, I'm going to give you the most beautiful life I can because I fucked up in my life. I'm not going to let that happen to you. And to have that and with arms wide open, I'm sorry. It's, it's still one of the most popular songs probably ever because of that, because of the hate. Same thing with Nickelback. Nickelback it's the same too. thing with Lip Nickelback Biscuit. just got it's so a, commercialized. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I, I, the haters make it happen. Though, I, I could, but they are commercialized. It was just they for at a certain time, like in the in the mid two thousands and like two thousand tens, extremely commercialized. And everyone was yeah. like, bro, they they sold out. I'm like, bro, they've been sold. They've out. been sold out. But that's, what's that? Like, uh, what's look at his phone, Rockstar. <laughs> Before Rockstar, dude. I mean, when I was in middle school, they they they, they started blowing up and. By that time, they were already very commercial. I don't know if it was How You Remind Me. I don't know if it was How, how You yeah, Remind Me. Yeah, that's that's yeah. whatever yeah. was it. Uh, the what was the name of that record? I'm trying to think. Uh, something. Oh, I don't even. But don't either even. way, they had they, they had a record before that, like before they were signed, that was like much grungier and like yeah. heavier sounding. And you're like, oh, that's what people I think like like their early on fans really attach themselves to, and then. Everything else after that was very commercialized, which I like that stuff. I was in middle school, yeah. dude. I liked it. You know, my brothers all, were huge it was all Nickelback really fans. Yeah, I loved it. Just like, why are you all on TV? Like every time I hear a commercial, it's like their song is in the background, or they're playing the Super Bowl, or they're they're doing something like crazy. And I'm like, <laughs> this wasn't this wasn't supposed to happen. Like, yeah, you know, fuck like, you guys for getting success. Fuck you all. Really fuck you sucks. for playing the Super Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> but that's even Creed got flack for that too. And and look at Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, I don't. I don't endorse Machine Gun hey, Kelly. Before listen, we, before we same thing that. I just said about Scott Colson. I'm calling you out by government name. If go you're government listening, name. this is real beef. If you're listening, <laughs> we're there for it, bro. It didn't. You didn't sell out. You started something that we wish we could have fucking done. You know, which was pop punk again. Pop punk came back, and all these bands came back after Machine Gun Kelly did that. Yeah. But also, they won't even pay credit to that, like because he's kind of a, I don't know, he's kind of a fucking tool, dude. I can't stand the guy. Like, like Eminem ripped him a new one too. Oh, yeah, he so kicked him out Eminem. of his own genre and then had to hire Travis <laughs> to like reinsert. Exactly. Like, yes. Um. All right, Ben, you got an unpopular opinion? Uh, I would say I'm gonna stick to the spot. <laughs> I'm gonna stick with where I was at. My unpopular opinion is Machine Gun Kelly did not sell out. I think. I think he did. I'm looking at this man in current disbelief. I think he I did <laughs> what we, at least I wanted to do, and that was, that was do something, again, that mattered or that allowed people to feel like even though they didn't belong, that they belonged, uh, at least a little bit 
And then look at everything that came after that. When We Were Young Fest came back. Bowling for Soups touring. Less Than Jake's touring. Some 41. Yellow Card is now back, back touring. touring. Yellow Card, we're touring. Blink-182, we're touring. Everybody's you touring, think, you dude. You think MGK is a reason for that? I don't. No, I, don't. I, I, he's not, not a reason. <laughs> no. He's not a reason, but he was he was loud enough in that regard. Yeah. Thanks to Travis Barker. But he was yeah, loud don't, enough. Yeah, don't diss my boy I right can't. Now, now it's not. Travis. <laughs> Travis, but that's, but it took that. It took that resurgence and, and somebody like Machine Gun Kelly to get all that hate just to get enough love to give to these people, to give them another platform again, decades more. How, however long it lasts. I mean, it may last a couple years. It may last 10. We hope it lasts more than that. My, uh, I think my second added unpopular opinion is that the bands didn't come back because of Machine Kelly. They, I think a lot no, of the majority didn't. of them were all becoming uh, broke because the economy was getting bad. Yes. And they were like, oh, wait, 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 people, wait, people and will listen to us. They will pay these amounts for tickets. Let's do it. Wait. Yeah, totally. Dude. Let's just get a new drummer I, or, or <laughs> fill-in bass player. Let's I had a lot of, original lineup I had a lot of uh, conspiracy on popular opinions, but I think that Tom think, was right. Aliens do exist. I, I, I was, was going to say, I that's think that's not unpopular anymore. No, that's, that's why <laughs> it I, was my first thing. For quite a while. My I'm first thing was aliens exist. Cause I thought of Tom, but I'm like, man, like it's out there now. It's if you're there. not on that, if you're not on that mindset or if you're not outside of that box yet to say, Hey, like to think we were alone was a, that's a long shot, you know, like, but as far as the music goes, it's, it's a legacy, you know? And I mean, I think that's why we're all here, all doing what we do is to leave a legacy. But I do believe that Machine Gun Kelly helped start a wave that ended up in Blink-182 releasing one more time. So I, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm okay. Word. However, however that's that fair. happened. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, you know, if that's it. And, you know, I also think like, people like i my beef with machine gun kelly is like because i don't have like an attachment to that music in that way exactly so like my beef with him is i think he's like he's actually not a bad rapper i think a lot of the shit that he put out was shit it was just that but like um but like some, some of the stuff was good yeah, right i even liked was. the disc that he did to eminem i thought Rap was pretty Devil. good too yeah, yeah but good. like then eminem came back and just like dude i mean what are you gonna you're do not gonna like you're just not gonna win <laughs> it's that. like that but like, you have to respect that yeah and yeah he's a talented guy it is i just like and he's a great performer and like he sells the artistry thing oh. entertainer like all it's that magnificent. stuff i don't like he sounds a little whiny and just like annoying to me. I know so, I do too. So I'm not going to say I have to stand up for myself. I know. I you, see, you, see, you see yourself in Machine Gun Kelly, which is why you can't, I, it was why you're not hating. I don't even, not even that I see myself, but I see, I just see like minded ideas. It's the same thing. I look at Mark Hoppus and Tom and, and you know, Derek with some 41 and, Oh, if like-minded ideas is, is dating Megan Fox, and I've definitely got like-minded ideas. Oh, man. That's for sure. Like, I don't <laughs> to go back on the music. Let's talk about have a Transformer segment. Yeah, let's talk about yeah, Transformer right. segment. If we're talking about Megan Fox. We're talking she about the buff. same white yeah, wife. Sure. And I want a Holes okay. remake. <laughs> yeah. I wanna, there's a lot of things I want. Oh my god, but dude! That's dude, not a bad to, idea. To, no, that would be amazing. But to have like and and shout out once again um, to Machine Gun Kelly for acting in the dirt as Tommy Lee. 
that will I actually always, did like his role as that Tommy will Lee. That always be amazing. Why did he play Tommy Lee uh, he, in, in the, dirt. the Dirt? In the movie The oh, Dirt. Oh, wait, yeah. that was Machine Gun yeah, Kelly. That was Machine Gun Kelly, Kelly all day. Yeah. Tight all right. pants, black hair. He was playing Tommy Lee, and, and I think that was shout out to Tommy Lee, obviously. I'm going to yeah, keep shout shouting Tommy people Lee. out. <laughs> <laughs> and Motley Crue, Vince Neil, uh, Mick Mars, God. Thank you for all Thank the you things for that he did, too. Oh, you were. That was amazing. But that band. To see all these people, like, you know, retiring or or not being around anymore, like the big Seattle four. I mean, Eddie Vedder's the only one left yeah. from the four. Kurt, yeah. Chris, and Staley are, are gone. Yeah. I've said so, for years, you need to wrap Eddie in bubble wrap and please. never let him leave his hotel. Yeah. Just <laughs> never let and him Dave leave. and Chris and yeah. all those people and Billy Corgan, like, they're, they're still going. They're still making it happen. The things that they aren't doing or can't do, we'll do. You yeah. know, like we'll keep that alive with Nirvana. I mean, my I think what helped me when I was starting out with music was being connected to Kurt Cobain because of just the hair and just the look that I was giving off. But and the music I was playing, of course, because I always covered Nirvana songs. I always will. But it it gave me kind of like a little foot in the door to say, hey, like this kid has something but it tied me to that too. So to be tied to that maybe forever would be amazing to be in that same, like, Hey, Nirvana's not here anymore, but there's this band called lifted riffs and they always cover Nirvana and they do it. They do it just like them. And we, we, we might not, we mess up sometimes, but that's, that's punk. You yeah, know, yeah. that's the whole point is, just to keep you that play it perfect, you're wrong. Yeah, you're exactly. Right. That's, I, th- I think, up. man, I think keep outs- it alive. I think literally outside of any cl- any style of music besides classical, I think the whole thing is about the imperfection. Yeah, you know, like classical obviously is about perfecting the performance, but like, you know, even jazz gets this rap for being super collegiate and like yeah. everything's got to be so perfect, but really. Like historically speaking, it's about how you improvise. Really, it's, it's improvising and it's and, and improvise. That's yeah. yeah, and it's like you listen to like Charlie Parker and like you know Coltrane and a lot of, like it was. It's beautiful, but it's sloppy, and it's like these guys were drug addicts and like fucking yeah. couldn't keep it together half the time. But like they were they were they were speaking with their souls when you heard them improvise and do what they were doing, and I think that's just the spirit of of like folk music in general, and like by folk music just like anything that's like music that represents the people jazz at one yeah. point was music that represented the the counterculture yeah. and blues certainly and you know rock and roll and you know at one point country was doing the same thing people uh, music that was the voice of the people that weren't being represented exactly you know i think uh grunge grunge was like the last the last really big one and then you had like the the first pop punk wave and then after that, it just kind of went down into like more of a, a technical side or a, a EDM or a dubstep. And then that kind of surged and came back down. And then you just kind of went from there to more pop. And yeah. then now, now that pop punk is coming back, a comeback, yeah. now punk can make a comeback. And when punk makes a comeback, grunge is going to make a comeback. Right. And with all that encompassing each other, I know you were saying that the imperfectionism or anything... The Limp Bizkit even put it on their album. I don't know if it was three dollar bill or significant other, but they had a a little part at the end of the song, and it was like they were somebody was talking shit about oh they're using distortion and they're they, you know, they have the little monologues and stuff and uh, they couldn't actually play what they wanted to play, so they just turned it up and made it really muddy and started screaming on along to it. <laughs> they made it work. They adapted. Right. They, and shout out to Fred Durst, John Otto, 
uh, DJ Lethal, Sam Rivers, and I, I know I'm forgetting yep. the most amazing man ever to exist. As far as guitar, entertaining, artistry, he does encompasses all of that into being himself. Yeah. Of course, that's Wes Borland. But he, he really kind of set it apart for me and was like, hey, you can be an entertainer, performer, and do it differently. And they proved they could do it differently. And then they wrote Still Sucks. And they're, you know, they're backdooring, doing the dab vibe stuff. And I love it, man. It's how cool is that to see those people? I hope that when I'm that age, I am able to jump around like that on stage. Yeah. You know, like, a collar tie. Man, you, like, you left out a big part of Limp Bizkit, though, and uh, Chocolate Starfish and Hot Dog Flavored Water yeah. is, to me, a fucking masterpiece of that three, genre. Right? Yeah, it's a third, third one. Album, yeah, yeah. Hot yeah. Dog Flavored Water. Yeah. That was the... Well, they had Hot Dog on that, and then they had... Uh, yeah. There's a lot. I mean, they had uh, Roll Keep Rolling. They had uh, My Way. They had, I'd say... My generation was that on my that one. My generation was on that one, and then like more of the deeper so cuts good. on it, like uh, um, they had like Boiler Room was on yeah. it. They had the Mission Impossible. Around? Yeah, Take a Look, yeah. Take a Look Around was on it. One? Mission Impossible theme song was on it. I forget what it was called. And they had one with a uh, um, fast lane that was yeah, on there. Yeah, he said, okay. "Shout out to Ben Stiller." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I also, he you. mentioned take it to the Matthews Bridge. Yeah, like, talks oh, about. Oh, that's yeah. my way, right? Yeah, no, or is that my generation? That's no, isn't that? Yeah, I thought I thought that was I thought that was uh, fast my, lane. My generation. He goes, John Otto. Yeah. take it to the Matthews. That's Bridge. right. Yeah, that's my generation, dude. And to be. I still, every time I drive over it, I take a video and I'll save it with that audio on it. But to be able to, like, that's what, that's what we need again is people that, that didn't really give a fuck. They, yeah. they didn't. And that to me was enough to set them apart. And then people noticed that and they were like, why am I being so uptight? I want to have fun. I want to, I want to let loose. I want to go to a couple shows or, or jump around with my friends. It's not even like, I know everybody thinks of rocks, rock stars and, and grunge and punk and they think like drugs and all this stuff, but it's not that dude. It's, it's always been about the music. And I really do think that if we had a chance to have a resurgence of, of punk and of just Jacksonville, that there's enough here that it would hold its own. And I think for years to come, because there's so much talent that hasn't even gotten to come out yet because it's been choked so far down the rabbit hole that they're begging for a chance, just like we are, but begging for a chance to be heard. Yeah. I think that we have a chance now. I think that doing stuff like this or doing podcasts or doing the news channels and talking about subjects like this allows people to say, hey, maybe I shouldn't be so uptight about this or maybe... I'll, I'll go support a show or two. Like it's even if they're free, like we're not even asking you to come pay 10 bucks to come see us. Like tell me you can't and I'll get you in. Like, you know, it's, it's that easy. Just try. Yeah. As we're all here wanting it. And even the other bands supporting other bands, that's one of my favorite things to do, dude. When we were watching talk a lots and last resorts, my neck still hurts. Like dude, I'm, my neck I'm still hurts from punk nights. I oh, was up dude, on from, from uh, Cody, Cody <laughs> from reckless giants. They're another good band. Um, as well, but there's just so much good talent and I want to see all that talent. It's not about one of us making it. And I'll say this until I can't, it's not about one of us making it. It's about us making it. Yeah. Us as a community. If you don't see yourself as that and you're above that standard or separated from that, 
then that's cool. Yeah, it's not just it's not just one or two bands it's that we're not. like, hey, like these two need to go. The other ones can go. Like I, I just about. wish Every that, band that we've had the chance to play with the bands that we haven't had the chance to play with, but we still respect. It's well, it's it's, big, a, it's, it's, a it's all respect, dude. It's, and that's what I, I yeah. wish. I wish people would look at it as more of like a like we're in science class and this is a fucking like group project and we're all Jacksonville. We're all here. We're all doing the same stuff. We're all playing the same venues. We're all getting paid the same 7%, <laughs> you know, from the overall of the venue. But like, if we all came together, maybe we could do more. Maybe we could make something If we all came together happen. like how high schoolers come together at a rally against the opposing like team, a, then we, like could, have, we could like rule the Like pep rallies, dude. Totally. Like the world. Jacksonville punk rallies, like where we're actually like, hey, like, you've been bullied. You've been mistreated you've been lied to for years from from our own government or from <laughs> from your friends or your family but like no matter what you've been through no matter where you're at in your life right now and how hard it is come enjoy 30 minutes with us yeah. an hour with us and and allow yourself to see that there is potential here there are people here that really do care and treat people how they want to be treated. And if we all looked at it that way, we would all strive and we wouldn't have to just survive at this point because all these bands are just surviving and we're barely doing that. I mean, I'm, I'm still working every day, whether it's working a nine to five, whether it's flipping pizzas, whether it's working at on DoorDash, like anything you can do at this point is it means so much right now because the world is so like the energy in in the world right now is a lot of hate and i feel like with our music and what we do we have a chance to bring not even just love like we're like oh love peace like some hippie shit like we are but it's a i love what i do and you can feel that through me doing it now take that and do what you love to do and inspire somebody else and it's just gonna keep going yeah and it's going a and going. thing yeah. yeah it's compound it compounds itself one two two four four eight if we really looked at it like that and we really tried to do that and say hey we have a live show coming up hey our friends band's coming up hey i'm gonna share this flyer on our story or i'm gonna write about this band because what's it take 30 seconds to post 10 maybe to post about somebody else bottom of the bill lifted riffs whether it's a a show a dj set uh even if you're having an open mic if you send any flyers to us like we're gonna post them like if you reach out to us say hey can you please follow my band it would mean a lot to be followed by you can you please share this our new song just dropped like all of that stuff people will like i hate to say cock block but like bands will cock block people and like say like ah oh, no we're not gonna support you because then it looks like we're just like a fan page supporting other bands yeah like, is it is a it, it's weird sometimes in bands like there's an ego thing it oh, always um, will be the there. ego in the music industry yeah. has always been heavily it'll like, always be at the there. top of that list now here here's what i will say though is that if if i'm a band that's like that has a that's like really thinking about strategizing the social media side, yeah. then I'm probably not going to share a flyer of another right. band's show because 
I have a strategy that I'm trying to do here, but it, it doesn't mean that we can't support each other in other ways though. Exactly. Right. So it's like, I think it's just a matter of like, you know, understanding like where you can and where you can't and working together. And that's that front. the difference is tell me what you can do. You know, if you, and, and a lot of people just say can't, and I've, I've even, I press this with the band. Like this is, I'll, I've said this like twice last week. Tell me what you can do. Don't tell me what you can't do. Because you always will have can'ts. Compromise. Work around that. Say, hey, you know what? We're, if that's the case, say, hey, you know, we're trying to work on our own stuff. But for this, for this time, since it means that much to you, I'll do it. It, I'm sorry, but posting one flyer or one thing about another band is not going to deter however many fucking yeah. 70 followers you have that actually like your shit right. away from that. I'm sorry, but what's it? Like, it, it doesn't mean anything to me. You haven't blown up yet. We, none of us have. But if we all work together, we can. Even if we don't work together in that sense of like community, but we all can reach out to each other and say, hey, we have a show in your hometown. Will you share it to your fans that are in this place? Why wouldn't you? You know, because that you're helping another band grow. Wouldn't you want that for yourself? Yeah, like, exactly. Treat others how you'd like to be treated. It's basically you like, want people to share your stuff. I want people to share my stuff. Let's share each other's stuff. Like it's it's that easy. Start start a page that's specifically for that, or start a close friends thing that's like, hey. At least it segments it down so it's not all these certain people. It's only your close friends that are like, hey, come out to the shows. Or, hey, this is my friend's show and he's playing tonight. It's, it's very simple things that take 10 seconds that mean a lot for people like us who try very hard to be that model for community. It's very much to the point it's of hard. Like if you want to grow, how can you grow if you're not going to like let the people surrounding you grow as well? Like Then it just it's all stagnant. If like, they, right. like You need a constant... like state of growth whether it be for you or the people surrounding you so that you either have a the the quality of life to be like yeah we're doing really good or that demeanor of like i need to get better and now i know who i need to get better than to go play these shows like if you're yeah. all kind of not if at least if like a third of the community isn't striving for greatness then no one's going to like it's, it's kind of like you need you need bands to be at the top for a reason so it can be like hey, we're all trying to go on tour with these bands. We're trying to go exactly. record in major studios. We're trying to go, you know, work with a lot of different artists that are way above what we do normally. And and if you don't have bands like that in a scene that are trying to, like, uproot themselves and, and just do, you know, better for their business model and just better for them, you know, you know, music-wise, money-wise, anything that you can think of in between that, if you don't have it, no one's going to want to work for it. And And you can't just expect to sit here in your living rooms doing practice every week, not going out to shows, not right. at least watching your other friends play. Because, I mean, if you have friends and bands this is a tip if you have friends and bands and they invite you out to a show i get it when you have conflicting schedules you know with with other shows sometimes we'll play a show and we have other friends that'll play the same night oh of course and we'll be like we want to come see you but our set's pretty much i think the same time as your set yeah. so there's no way we're going to be able to make that and it's it's a constant battle but i mean if you can get out there like man like once or twice and at least show them like hey especially the just free shows just like yeah man like even one show means a lot like if, if we it does that's why I'm trying to go out and see more bands right now. Anyways, like with the with the free time that we have, like yeah. I want to go out and see Last Resort. I want to go out and see Falling in Place. I want to go out yep. and see Talk a lot. I want to go see Blind Purpose when they come back into town. Like I want to see Purpose. I want to oh. see Parks and Raz. Like I want to go show these people that hey, other musicians that are in other bands love these other bands enough to want to come out and see them. And, and it's, they see like, us it's, like you said, there. It's community. It's it's well, a very they it's a very see, big community. They yeah. see us there, and then they're like, "Oh, you guys are here supporting them." 
wow, that must mean a lot to them. That Because that means a lot to me seeing you guys here. If people took a second to think like that, maybe we could grow a little closer and tightly knit. If we, and, and you said earlier, it's who you know, but if nobody knows about you, how do you expect to grow? The difference in making that is tell people about you, but know who to tell in that sense. Because like, you'll tell a thousand people, but if that's not the right thousand people to tell, it doesn't matter because you might retain maybe five to 10%. And that's not a lot. That's not a lot in, a, in the sense of how much work it took in to reach out to a thousand people. If we go to those people that we know are in the scene already and they still don't help and follow and support, that's kind of disheartening to me because it's like you want to grow, right? You would want people to share your stuff, right? You want people to come to your shows and fill those seats or fill those, those gaps. We want to do that. But will you do that for us too? Yeah. If you won't, then tell me what you can do. And that's okay. We can be just that. Like a, it's like a relationship, you know, we would just be friends or yeah. whatever, but, but <laughs> it's situationship like, with the but, bands, but you know? we want more of that strong relationship. Like with the bands, like talk a lots or blind purpose or last resort where we can say, Hey, we're at your shows. We'll be there. And, and it might be the hardest thing we've had to do all week. It might be an hour drive, but if we can help, if we can come and support you, we'll be there. That's what we love. This is what we do every day. To do this every day is the dream. To make it to where we can do this every day is the hard part. Right. But it takes the community to come together to allow us to have the chance to do that. And I really do think that that is coming. I really do. Yeah, for sure. I think it's also important to note that, like, to your point about telling the right people about, about what's happening, yeah. you know, to, like, if, if people aren't coming to support then i think it's also okay to like just move on from that and like just be like well these people have to know aren't going to support and that's okay that's okay you know i'm going to focus on people that do want to support exactly and when when with bands supporting each other i think that's that's important i think that's an expectation that need that 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 i've had to learn also to manage over the years Mm -hmm. because like yeah, you want your friends to come see you play. Most of the time, they're playing the same night that yeah, you are, that's, yeah. That's um, and or they're on the road, exactly. or you know, if they are doing it full time, it's like when they're not playing, they, they just, just need a night off. <laughs> you know, just, yeah, I'm super guilty of this too, dude. We all, yeah. You know, so like, I think that I think that bands should support each other when they can. Um, I think it's more. What's I think the most important thing is to just have a like people that helping people understand the importance of having a strong artistic community it means a lot. and getting people to shows regardless of whether or not they're yep. musicians or whatever, just to have people that care and, and want to support and see art, the arts thrive in a community. Like that's the important thing. It's very important. You know, so to, to lasting and leaving a legacy and all of us, I think want to do that. It's the only way it can happen Yeah, is if that happens, if we have that resurgence to say, Hey, We've solidified our place in Jacksonville or Florida or the punk scene or the music or indie rock or garage scene, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. But we have a chance to make a change. And I do hope that 
because of something like this on and thank you for having us on i know yeah, I, I, I know i didn't say that to like start the show but no of course thank you for having us on shout out to bottom of the bill um it it means a lot to us to be able to come and and talk about music in general because this is an everyday thing for us i mean this is i wake up and it's music i go to bed it's music. I'm having like weird fever concert dreams in my head. Like yeah, I'm trying to like sleep, sometimes like breathing music ever since I was a child. It's like this popping a string in my dream. And I'm like, Oh, it's just a constant repeat. But I'm like, it, it's, it's the chance to do what I love to do with the people that I love. And with the support from the fellow people that are doing the same thing in the community here in Jacksonville, we can do it to a, better extent but we can also do it with more emotion and with more with more love i mean that's that's the biggest thing if we feel that love we're going to give more love it's it life is about energy life is give and take cause and effect because i did this it affected me this way because the community started to care more the music scene thrived and the arts scene thrived and these people that never thought they'd have a chance have hope and that's something that I hope that I can do. I mean, that's when I leave and I leave a legacy behind, I hope it's one that was caring and with arms wide open. I'll come back to Freed. <laughs> Don't you but dare. I hope I hope that people know us for that. And I hope that people see that we really do care and we really do want to see everybody succeed. It's not about us succeeding. We'll succeed. But we want everybody else to be there as well to say, hey, look at, look at everybody. Look at all seven of these bands that came through. And it doesn't even have to be because of us, but I want to at least have my part in the book. Like I always said, like I don't have to be on the front page, but I want to be in the book. Yeah. You know? Yeah. As long as I'm a column favorite. in one of those pages and it has my name. Even if it's half a page, <laughs> even if we're sharing a page with uh, what was the band? Last Resort, because they're both LRs, like LR and LR. Like even if we, if we, if we share a, a page with somebody in the book of of amazement and rock and roll that will come to be, that's it. That's all we want. Yeah. We don't have to be on the cover. Maybe we get lucky, like we were saying earlier. The phrase "get lucky." It, it's not really get lucky. It's do you believe in it enough to manifest it for it to happen? Because if you don't, it'll never happen. Yeah. I will always live off of that. I dig it for sure. The lava lamp's helping. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I keep going back to it. (laughs) Um, Before we get out of here, I'm going to do my unpopular opinion real quick. Of course. I'm excited. Um, Let's see what I got. I got to see what this is about. I keep like a list here. More seasoned in this department. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I've got a lot of opinions, bro. Um, let's see. Um, what's going to be you picking the best one? The one that's going to get us the most. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always, I'm always trying to, what do you mean? He said that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've gotten, what we've had a couple say clips. About green beans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So one that really drives me crazy. I don't know how like controversial it is, but I can't stand it when I see people that are like aging using filters to take away the aging, it drives me crazy. I agree so hard on this. It's, I, it, oh. Like I'm looking at like stories or but like, who even, are they faking for? Who are like, you faking? They're, 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 <laughs> it's, 
it's like it's cringy because you're like <laughs> so because dude you 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 especially when it's guys doing it i'm like what are you oh, fucking yeah. doing bro, doing, bro? <laughs> like making my muscles just tight. get the salt yeah. and pepper mustache and let's just get it over with. yeah right, let's just get it over with it's it's hard to watch because it's like first off it doesn't work like we know that you have something on because it's too perfect, right? It's too, yeah, can't be. You don't look that good. No. You don't <laughs> lie to me. Yeah, <laughs> and it's also like what you're saying is out of touch as fuck most of the time. So I know you're faking it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like I don't you know. You just dude. have to take protein powder. Yeah. Well, you know, it's <laughs> Bro, something yeah, simple. Yeah. Out, man. You're pumping those testosterone. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like I, I don't I don't like to do the whole like ageism thing and like I it's don't. It's a part of life. Dude. Yeah, and like I think that I think that's up my fellow kids. When <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> God, we're still kids. When yeah. when when people get older, I think like they they come with more wisdom, and there's a lot to be said there, you know. And I, and I think that people that are younger that get that that get uh that that are told that they're they don't that they're dumb or their opinion doesn't matter or they're their you know whatever medium that they're ex accessing at that time is somehow less than what was happening before because of traditionality yeah and stuff like, like th that that shit drives yeah. me crazy too so i don't like the whole ages ageism thing but please just own whatever it is that you, you have, have to. it's just the uh, be the best at being you yeah you know? dude it's like we talk about it all the time in the show it's just just being authentic yeah like that's that's what sells art that's what sells anything yeah so like when you're on social media and you're like making yourself look 20 years younger or some shit. It's it reminds like, me of like Corey Feldman because he's trying to like be like Michael Jackson Jr. And it's it's like hilarious because, buddy, I know you're over 40. You try to act like you're like 25 on that stage twirling around. Like, I don't don't do that to me. I see that sparkly jacket. That's not fooling nobody. Yeah. That's not fooling nobody. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's, it's like it's it's wild. I get like wanting to stay relevant and right. like, you know, especially in entertainment. I think where, like that. aging is a big thing and, you know, you get aged out. But also it's like it's 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 not real so people find out very quickly yeah you know well it's just what you were saying just be authentic i mean we all know that that's a process of life but to fit in or to stay relevant the fact that why do you fucking think like that like I, you shouldn't want to do something unless, right. unless you're people to, like john stamos and jennifer aniston where you age like fine wine it doesn't matter what your opinion fair is. point it doesn't yeah. matter what your opinion yeah friends theme song we got to learn that i'm gonna play the friends theme song but like a punk version yeah i think we should do that i was thinking about it the other day but like just to if you're doing something to stay relevant you probably shouldn't do it because you're just gonna make a fool out of yourself and if you do get past that first wall of defense there's always going to be those haters. And I will say that it takes haters to make something happen. But if you're doing cringy stuff, you're probably going to get a little more hate. Like it just naturally. Totally. Like I just totally. And I, I think asking for it. Yeah. And I think really like on the point of staying relevant, I think like the most important thing is if you want to stay relevant, be open to understanding and growing. Adaptation. Yeah, that's how you stay Don't relevant. Don't take criticism either. That's the main thing. People get so discouraged oh, from their first man. levels of criticism. Cancel yeah, culture for sure. and all this stuff. What do you mean you didn't like that? That means I'm not going to be good enough. No, you just need to like no. work on it. That's all this ever is. It's just Not working. everybody's yeah. going to like what you do. Yeah, totally. Regardless of what that is, whether you're making shoes, playing music, or cooking food, or, or making clothes or jewelry Anything, or, or like, just talking even having your podcast like there are people that are going to be like oh i don't like unpopular opinions why does he even take the time to do that it's it, you're no matter what you do you're always going to have people that envy you or they're 
themselves enough to come against something that could be great. And I, I see that all the time. I think going back to Machine Gun Kelly, I, I really do think that's what happened. I think a lot of these people got fucking jealous. And I think that they were disheartened because they wanted to do something like that, to have an impact like that, and they fell short. And he did not because of Travis Barker. But he did Thank not. You. But he did not. And I think that that catapulted him into this just basket of, of hate and criticism and all this stuff. And some of it's good criticism. I mean, like even you saying like he's too whiny, bring the highs down, bring the reverb down. You know, like people need to hear that. I need to hear that too. But I think that it's just a lot of, there's a lot of jealousy. And even surrounding like our band in that sense, like we're not doing anything special. We're not, we're not doing something that people already haven't done. Like you said earlier, it's hard to do something that's, original nowadays no 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 don't but don't, don't disclose steve steve is our original but niche <laughs> there are things we are doing that are fresh and new and i think that what he did was and even what blink is doing now it's fresh it's new it's exciting it's something to look forward to and be excited about and i i want people to look forward to to what we're doing and and where we're going because i want them there i i don't care if you're just a a nobody from from Jacksonville, like, be a part of this. Be a part of this community, and and come with us. Come with us when we go to shows, and we're going out of town. And your dream has always been to go to Vegas or California or New York, and we're playing a show up there. And I have the chance to bring somebody and make somebody's dream come true. I'm going to do that. I don't care if it's at a small scale or a big scale. Uh, like I. I look forward to helping. I look forward to making enough of an impact to make people see that they matter enough to do what they want to do and that that is good enough. I always wear the shirt. This is you are good enough. I think that's that I was going to wear it today, but I had the lifted riff shirts had to promote those. We do have merch available. Uh, we're starting, is. we're starting the lifted com, the website um, with the merchandise and all the platforms and flyers and everything we do. And, uh, Steve, we have Steve the Alien 904. It's our mascot. It's the alien. Nice. Um, I just, I really do think that there is something here. It's, it's similar to the taste that I got from stuff like that. And if we can bring some of that back to Jacksonville, and regardless of the criticism and the hate and every, every aspect of envy or jealousy that we get, none of that matters to me, dude. Like I it just washes right off every day. It, I just, I get coated with it and then I just wash off. I start over, I go back to home, which is lifted riffs. And I say, I have something. There's something here that's going to stand time and allow people to feel like they matter a little bit more. And I can't wait. I can't wait to, to leave that kind of touch on everybody. Even Dorian, Dorian's new to this too. I mean, and nobody's forced to be here. Like it's, it's something you should want to do because you love it. Yeah, totally. And even reaching out to like you guys saying like, Hey, can we be on the show? Hey, send me flyers of who's on your or reels, send me reels and I'll shout you guys out on, on social media. It's just the little things really do go a long way. Shout out to Bush because they wrote a song called little things and good Charlotte because <laughs> they wrote the little things too. But uh, I, couldn't, I couldn't get both of them. I had to shout out at least both of them. But it really is the little things that, that really make the, 
big things matter in the end because without those little things along the way you might not get there you might not be at those big places doing those big things without having to be little we're all little in a big world where we're kind of set up for failure but if we can go against that grain and and endure that pain of being different or being an outcast or being left out to know that there's somewhere there's a community that that cares I mean, that's, that's all I want. That's, I know it's not like a, an anthem or a motto or anything, but I just hope that we can last. And we have a lot of talent between John and Dorian. I, I really do think that the ingredients are there to make something happen. And I hope that that's in Jacksonville. And I hope that it's with these bands that, that really do matter to us, because like, they do every band that we've ever played with. I could sit here forever and name them, but thank you. Like, cause without that, we, without these venues, we wouldn't have had a chance to come on here. We wouldn't have had a chance to be where we are or release the music we, we've released, which thank you to Warehouse Studios for helping us with that. Um, thank you once again for having us on the show. Yeah. I mean, it means a lot. No, absolutely. Glad I to hope, have you guys. I hope yeah. people see it. I hope they see what you do. Um, and unpopular opinions. That was fun. Yeah, fun. yeah I know I'm going to get hate for what I said, but that's okay. It's all right. It's all I part probably of it. Won't, you know? And I'm hoping I do, so I can challenge it. That is okay. <laughs> and Creed. Mm. Oh no. I'm sorry. Creed. One of the best bands out of out of Florida ever. One of one of the bands out of Florida. Yeah. One <laughs> of the bands. <laughs> Well, on that note, <laughs> That's uh, amazing. thank you guys for being here. Thank Appreciate you. it. I'm of excited course. for everything you got going on. I really dig the vibe and the energy, and I'm excited for you guys. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So yeah. thank you guys for tuning in. Check out Lifted Riffs on all platforms, yeah? Yeah. Word. We're going to be on all platforms. Uh, we, we did Bandcamp and SoundCloud as well. Instagram. Yeah. Instagram is at Lifted Riffs, L-I-F-T-E-D-R-I-F-F-S. We've got merch available. Uh, Green, our song Green is out on every platform. Um, thank you for just loving music and allowing something new to happen to where we can maybe not even take control of it, but make something happen. Oh yeah. Spread some love. I also have one more tiny thing to say for everyone that's in a band watching right now. Uh, one little tip if you want to strive and, and no, 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 that too, but, please. but there, there's, there's a small little thing that I learned. Um, if you want to be in a band and, and strive to keep being better in, the, in that same band or a different one or anything at all, if you want to own that shit, sell that shit. Okay? Like, even if you got to fake it till you make it, sell it as much as you can. Every day. And people, it doesn't matter if you're not as good as you think you are. If people aren't musicians like you and they see you on stage running amok, they're going to like that. They yeah. want to see you interact. Yeah. Be more open with your crowd. And please remember to tell them to tip the bartenders. They, yeah. <laughs> we need that. That's... That's my cue. Thank tip you. your bartenders. Tip bottom Thank of the you. bill. Yeah, tip us for sure. We need lots yeah, of money. And we need yeah. some endorsements. Shout out to... Um, Shout out to Remo Percussion and Vic Firth Sticks. I use them every singular day. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, you've got some. I know you've got some people that you'd like to, to see the podcast and endorse it. Uh, so many, ones. dude. I've got a fucking list I reach out to all the time. You just need to hold it up to the camera. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, please read this. Yeah, <laughs> please yeah, watch yeah. until the end. If you sell a musical product or anything, just, just please. Something. <laughs> yeah. Ambassador. I mean, or just watch the show, like it, share it. I don't care, dude. Just something. It's whatever. Let me know you're here. You get yeah. sponsored by like Firehouse Subs or yeah. like ramen yeah. noodles. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oscar Mayer hot dogs. Yeah, whatever. Like all the all Man, the all the standard tour food. Yeah, just right. Chef Boyardee <laughs> in the can. Yeah, my Burger oh, King Man. Whopper Junior at the yeah. end of the yeah. night. It's one of off-brand Converse's. Yeah, like off-brand <laughs> the shoes. Donverse. The Donverse. <laughs> all right, guys. Peace Thank out. Thank you. Peace.